And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with the Drunk. I am the Red of the Red Baron, joined by the Masters Massey. And that's it. Just yeah, us two. Just us. Uh, the Riddler. Setting sail once again together. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Riddler may join us in a little while, and I'm not expecting uh, Souls or Moxie Washable, but that's okay. We're here, and that's all that matters. Yeah, because we're the most important of the five. That's right. We're not vain or anything. I'm just, it's no. just, it's fact. It's fact. Yeah, and, absolutely. And they also all suck. <laughs> and you, you just can't change it. Just can't change it. No, uh, you can't. We're just uh, that great. That's right. Uh, Mass, you uh, you drinking anything tonight? I'm finishing off uh, that Cristalino tonight. Uh, did you have that? Was that uh, a 750? Last, uh, I think it was. And I got the bottle downstairs. I don't have it right in front of me. <laughs> uh, that's all right. That is that is from the Riddler collection. And have you you've enjoyed that immensely? I, I've I've kind of followed the the Massey saga of, of like of liquors that you've enjoyed, and it just Mass is a big fan of tequila. It it's it kind of caught me like by surprise. I don't know why. I just it, it just it feels like it just came out of nowhere. And then it's like, hey, big tequila guy all of a sudden. So you know, I I have always relatively. I have a higher tolerance for tequila and a higher bounce back for tequila than I do for most other liquors. Mm -hmm. When I was working at the hotel, a friend of mine had just had uh, hernia surgery. So a bunch of us went over to go check on him. And at that time at work, I had uh, been told that there was hiring freeze and that included all promotions especially mm-hmm. one that i was due up for at that time till at least the end of the year so i was i was a little bit rip shit <laughs> so we go to go to our friend's house and i said you know what i'm pissed i don't have work tomorrow i'm getting fucking ripped tonight <laughs> uh and i said you know what i'm thinking of a number one through ten and whoever guesses the number gets to pick what i'm drinking tonight and uh one of my other friends looks at me without missing a beat just goes seven you're drinking tequila tonight and i said <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, I did. It was it was a it was an interesting night. Um, I went through an entire bottle of Jose Cuervo by myself. There you go. And it was a seven fifty. It was it was over the course of a lot of hours. But it's ripping shots. Um, ripping shots, pouring full glasses, and just chugging them, mixing it with stuff. <laughs> It was, oh my God. it was a long night. Um, there are still texts that exist that I sent to another friend of, uh, friend of mine, um, just completely slurring every text that I send. It's like, I can't feel my face and <laughs> other stuff like that. Uh, these texts still exist, and we have them saved. Well, good. I mean, that, that, that type of documentation cannot be, not be passed up. Oh, absolutely not. But the thing that was amazing to me is I went to bed pretty late that night. I probably went to bed at one o'clock and 
for those who know me, I am not a morning person <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I was up at 7.45 the next morning, bright-eyed and cheery. And that's well, what I learned. Tequila does not give me a hangover. Well, there you go. And then I picked up a little bit more on it when we went on our honeymoon to Cancun, and there was tequila literally everywhere. Uh, and yeah, that has been that has been the story of Mass and Tequila. Well, yeah, I feel like everybody, you know, especially like you know, drinkers, they 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 have their their little their niche or or just their their thing yeah. that they like. And I'm 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 happy that I feel like you found yours. Yeah. I, I, I think it's one that surprises a lot of people. Oh, I mean, it's still, I mean, I'm still, like, wrapping my head around it. Oh, you yeah. know what? I enjoy it. I'm just sad that it's one of the more expensive ones to really get into. Yeah, I, I it's one of those things, too, that, like, I just, I don't have, like, a sophisticated enough palate or uh, trained enough to be like, oh, well, this is a higher grade because, you know, X, Y, and Z. I wish I could get to that point. I don't, whatever type of, like schooling whatever but like i i just i like tequila but my appreciation for it is not as such just because i I don't have that ability to be like oh well this is better because yeah i mean i'll be truthfully honest with you i uh spend a lot of time there is a very specific tequila subreddit um and I spent a lot of time on there just saying, hey, listen, I finished this bottle. I liked this about it. I didn't like this about it. What do you guys recommend? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just take a couple different recommendations from there. Usually see what the top two most popular ones are. Go see what I can find. And well, that's where I'm going. Now, before we... Um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, before we get off on too much of a uh, tequila tangent, uh, do you like Mezcal? I I enjoy yes. mezcal a lot. Yes, um, I do enjoy mezcal. I like it because I'm a big Scotch guy, as you know. And the one aspect is the the smokiness in in Scotch that I really enjoy. And mezcal hits that right on the nose for me. Yes, especially it absolutely that, does that tequila type flavor. But then that smoky finish. Oh my god! I, I'm I've anytime like you know we go out and it's like a uh, we'll call it a Mexican restaurant, whatever a place that serves like margaritas like exclusively. First thing I'm yep. looking for is uh, is there a mezcal margarita on this menu, and how many can I have now? <laughs> Going aggressive right off the bat, oh, I like it. So good, so good. yeah. I mean, I I really do um, enjoy mezcal. Um, you know, I think I trend more towards a blanco tequila, but I do enjoy a nice reposado every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Paul get me that was before the Cristalino? Um, oh God! A, um, I'm trying to. You, do you had? See if I could find where it is. This is. It's uh. It wasn't 1942. It was the other bottle that looks like 1942. Yeah, I I kind of recall, but I don't I don't remember off the top of my head what um, it was. Whatever it was, that was uh, it was Primavera, Primavera Reposado. Okay, um, that was very good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, friend of ours had uh, their wedding a couple years back, and all the groomsmen um, spent time, kind of like we did for Kyle's, just sitting down. He bought like 
three bottles of 1942, and we were just sipping that pretty much the entire day. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, big tequila drinker. Yeah. Big fan. Well, very nice. Well, that's what the mass is sipping on tonight. Yep. Um, I'm on to my second beer out of the uh, New Belgium Voodoo Ranger IPA pack. Uh, this is the Voodoo Vice IPA. At, uh, sitting at 7.1%. The can mass is awesome. I'll, i got to send a picture to you. Uh, yeah, definitely text my picture. They, they have, their, their big thing is they, they have like the skull. That's like their um, their mascot, if you will. So basically, it's like the Miami, Ve- Miami excuse me, Miami Vice um, kind of like, uh, why can't I think of the, the, the Al Pacino with Scarface look? Uh, yeah. White suit. You know, gold chain and then just a skull. It's so cool looking, and it's kind of got that. Uh, we'll call it that sunburst color for the can. The, the, the you know, I tell you what, Miami Vice, like the the pink and teal, like color scheme, might be one of my favorite color schemes to ever exist. Yeah, just, it, definitely underrated. I love everything that they do with it, like GTA Vice City, was fantastic. Um, the heat jerseys that are in the vice colors are, mwah. yeah, that that that's a, uh, that's a prime uniform. Yeah, it's there's just a lot of a lot of great stuff that comes out of that color scheme. Big fan of that. So I'm excited to to break into this. Yeah, uh, but before we do that, got some toasts. Yeah, I got a I got a toast of excellence and dis-excellence at the same time. I so like that. I'm pulling over achiever. Uh, Kendall. Yes. Did you know that in his last four games, Julio Rodriguez has as many hits as the entire New York Yankees team? I think I saw that stat. It was like 17 or something like that, right? Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Which is, again, test of excellence for Julio, test of dis-excellence yeah. for the fucking Yankees. <laughs> yeah, I saw that sort of in passing. I'm like, no way. And sure enough, like a quick check of the yeah. box score, and you know the the woeful Yankees could back up four that. games, seventeen hits. I I mean, that's that's more than four hits a game. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. Good kid's on pretty him. good. Yeah, kid's pretty good, and I believe is signed with the Mariners through twenty twenty thirty. Two could be right. I mean, that's that's see. a long contract, right. but that's kind of the, the trend with some of these. These guys lock them up. Uh, yeah, twenty thirty two. Yeah, uh, hopefully you can keep up that um, that consistency because I mean, that, that's that's a fun team. That's a team that you know deserves yeah, to is. win. They they've sucked for a long time. I mean, fuck them because they're Seattle, <laughs> but they are a fun team to watch. Hey, separation of football, baseball, church, and state. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Seattle. It's a shitty city as it is. That goes out to all you listeners out there who live in Seattle. Your city is shitty. I cannot confirm. I've never been. I will not. I will not speak ill of the city until I can witness it. That it's shitty. <laughs> also, I can't believe I said that without stumbling over those words. <laughs> I mean, that was good. Pretty impressed. Just went right for the uh, slit the throat right right out of the gate. Yeah, no, fuck them. <laughs> fuck that city, Kendall. What uh, got for your toast? I have two toasts. Uh, the first one uh, was so ridiculous. Uh, I can't remember who posted originally, but there's a, a small wrestling promotion somewhere, and 
the creativity behind this is just unbelievable. The guy wrestled a tent. Go and search this. All right. it, it is. I have seen stuff like this, and I love it and I'm confused by it at the same time very often. Massey, this was a masterpiece. For as ridiculous as this is, to be able to entertain a crowd of people by wrestling an in, inanimate in object and have it be good, I think that, that speaks you know, volumes to, to okay, wrestling. So here's the question. Whole. Here's the question. All right. Was it really good? Listen, I I watched. It was like the snippet pilot package that was like a, a minute in ten seconds long. The match itself was probably only about five minutes because let's be real, it, it couldn't be a fifteen minute thing. It just it's not that funny to have it last that long. Five minutes is yeah. probably the right amount of time. But he did everything that like you you would want. The tent was able to throw him over the top rope and like oh boy. like breaking like holds. It is so ridiculous. I, that is like the creativity to like to pitch that to whoever is like, hey, I'm gonna go do right. this. And so again, I'm gonna ask you a question: Do you think it was creativity, or do you think the dude got really, really high? I, I, I was just like, let me wrestle. I, I, I think it's a little bit of both. He's like, hey, I had this idea, and like, well, we got nothing else planned, so why don't you give it a shot? We'll see how it goes. I mean, I do have to respect the. <laughs> And the thing is, did he commit fully to the bit? Oh yeah, I mean. All right, so I'll, I have to respect that. I don't know. The thing is, too, I I saw it and I, I assume it was recently. I don't think it was like an old video that popped up. I mean, Let's see. I, I follow like a lot of like 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 wrestling pages and whatnot, so I, I get a lot of you know stuff that is relevant and and, and not. And this kind of came across. I don't even know. Maybe it was like a, a bar stool package or something. Looks like it's only a month old. So I mean, fairly recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like it's something. Pro wrestling like, is fake. Explain this. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's easy. Like the caption is usually like that. It's. <laughs> is, it is, is it just a dude in like a green tank top and khaki shorts? I think so. And it's like the, and it's like a, it's a like a medium sized tent. Oh my! Like a blue like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tent. Right. <laughs> the dude just climbed inside the tent. <laughs> This is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Big fan. <laughs> and the, the crowd is like into it. Like, <laughs> big fan of this. Um, and uh, second toast. Uh, I saw actually. I, I'm pretty sure Barstool Sports did actually post this. Uh, they were interviewing uh, Mike Francesa for something else. I'm sure. And uh, they, they asked him about uh, Frank the Tank. Now, Mass, you know who Frank the Tank is, right? Well, of course, I know. Oh, who yeah. Frank the Tank is. So they ended up bringing him in, and then the, the two guys are just like really, they're just like broing out. And it was like a totally random thing. And you could kind of see like the rest of the people who were doing the initial interviews, like, huh, this actually might have some legs here. <laughs> so, There's an entire thing. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. This is great. <laughs> I'll have to watch that at some point, but yeah. keep going. Oh, uh, it just like, I'm not a huge Mike Francesa fan. I, I respect him. I think, you know, for, for talk sports radio to be able to go on and, and be able basically just to talk to yourself when you're not taking phone calls, it takes a lot of skill and, uh, and to be interesting doing it. It's a lot of, you know, great ability. So respect him there. Uh, at times he's kind of a bore and a, and a know-it-all and I'm, I'm yeah. sure a liar, but he, <laughs> he was entertaining when he was on, you know, uh, the fan so 
listening to him and Frank the Tank kind of talk, it, it was just it was amusing. Just because I I knew both the people like separately and like their uh, amount of like fandom or whatever. So it was just uh, it was just interesting to to kind of see that, and uh, it, it was fun. So, well, uh, yeah, that's that's. That was my Toastmaster. You lost me there for a second. You lost me for a second. That's all right. I was just, I was kind of finishing up my point anyway. I was gonna. It was just. And I just yeah, talked no, about. That sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm, I think I might have to go give that a listen to. But yeah, fuck my Right. But it's one of those things too. It's like, hey, imagine like you do put those two like on a show together. It would get old probably pretty quick. Sure. But. But just know. the novelty of it happening. Exactly. You yeah. know, it reminds me of the situation. Like, you ever see, um. Foo Fighters did a cover of Never Gonna Give You Up with Rick Astley. I have not seen it, but I'm sort of aware of that happening. It happened, and it's a fantastic cover, but it's like if you had to listen to like his entire, like, like listen to him go on tour and do this constantly, very boring. The fact that it happened and it happened like spontaneously, fucking awesome. Right, that's a great one-off, but it was like, like yeah. you're saying, if, that, if that's part of like the normal like touring set I, it would lose its its magic instantly. Yeah, because it's the it's it's two things together that you didn't expect to go together. Right, but they don't really go together. Yeah, yeah. It's just enough. It's like the the, uh, the risk factor is like when you when you hear it out loud, it's like all right, that's that's gonna be terrible. And then when they end up pulling it off, that's that's yeah, the like, real man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all, right, all right, hey, let's yeah. let's crack them. Crack them or Two sip them. toasts. I'm very disappointed. You, you've seen the uh, the studio, and uh, Paul had got me the mini fridge, and I finally got around to. I think you're talking about the glasses that I broke. Oh well, that that that, that. separate <laughs> separate story. Separate. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring that up another time. But um, I don't think the fridge works. No. No, I, I've had it plugged in now for like three days. Uh, I can hear it. You know the the compressor is cycling. The light works, but it's do you not... have it too close to the wall? So it's not. Now the one thing I could think of is I have there is like a, another sign on the on the flip side of the fridge, but it's separated by I don't know like three or four inches. It's, it's got enough like ventilation, so either... I'd, I'd still take that off and move it like far away from the wall and just see what happens. Yeah. That doesn't work. I mean, it's no it. secret. I mean, it's convert. I am a dope. I, I, I will overlook the yes. simplest things, but I just, I can't think of what I'm doing wrong. Everything. Well, yeah, I was just, Paul, I was just explaining. I finally got around to plugging in your, the fridge you gave me and it's, it's not getting cold. It's, it's working, it's running, but it's not getting cold. And I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know. Maybe, maybe refrigerant goes bad. Maybe. You know what would have been so funny is if Paul's just like, yeah, I know, I was just putting the time bomb in your house and just waiting for you to it in. So, no, the funny part is I was actually going to I was gonna actually text you tomorrow and be like, hey, if you're not going to use it, can I have it for a customer? <laughs> and that's, like, it could be something really simple, and I'm just an idiot, but I, I've tried everything. Yes. I've, I've messed with the, the, the temperature gauge. I, I've, you know, I've let it sit and then replugged it in. I just... I don't know. I've read the little manual. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Yes. We just finished Toast of Excellence. You got one? I do. But I think like an asshole, I deleted it. 
last night I was on this like tear of like uh like cleaning stuff out of my phone. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so I think I probably deleted it. But let me see. Uno momento por favor. No problem. That's something mm-hmm. I need to do. Can be granted. I feel like I just got like what what were your guys' uh toasts? Uh mine was a toast of excellence and disexcellence at the same time. Um uh, over the last four games Julio Rodriguez has had the same amount of hits as the entire New York Yankees team. Nice. Both very impressive and hilariously bad. Um, and then Kendall had two. I had, uh, Paul, I think you may have seen this. Uh, the guy who uh, wrestled the tent in that like independent promotion. Oh, yeah. So good. And uh, I saw that like Barstool had... Mike Francesa and Frank the Tank on, and they were just like broing out, and I just thought that was so so great. Well, I think I might have to dip back into the Riddler collection pretty soon. I just am drinking the last glass of Cristalino. Uh oh, Spadudio. It's a good thing I see you this weekend, huh? Do you? Yeah, our draft is this weekend. No, yeah. Um. I have two toasts. Uh, one is to the uh, I forget what they called it, but the the little or the Little League Classic or whatever it was called. Yep. In Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the <laughs> Phillies and Nationals. Yep. Nationals. Nationals won. I thought that was a pretty cool. Uh... So what was that? I saw it last night on my phone, but I was doing so, other stuff, so I don't know. What basically, it was. so the the Philly because the so the when the Little League World Series is on. It basically kind of trumps everything on like ESPN coverage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except for preseason football games, um, you know the real sport. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the Little League World Series is just it's a it's a you know if you follow sports as a generic thing, um, the Little League uh, World Series is you know like right on par with not in terms of like investment but in terms of viewership buys it's right up there with you know like march madness you know for for like the non-major four sporting events it's right up there with those things and um so i i mean i don't know why they did it i think this is the first year they've done it but uh okay but i think it's just like a way to kind of celebrate it yeah okay i mean yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was the first year they, they did it. I can't think it of any other like, time. Yeah, it was funny though because it was uh, the Nats kind of gave the uh, the the fuck you to the Phillies because it was in whatever town it was in, which was basically a home game for the Phillies, but it was registered on the the schedule as a home game for the Nationals. Okay. So it was funny because, like, so it was basically like the Nationals won an away game. Yeah. Nationals have actually been playing pretty good baseball the past month. I've been very surprised. Um, my other toast of excellence was just to like uh, something that just popped up on my feed. You know, uh, this sports uh, page I follow just kind of brings back things that you forgot happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Unforgotten Heroes. It's, so it's basically like stuff involving players people like don't remember. 
You know, so it's, it's not going to be like, you know, like you're never going to turn this on and it's going to be Odell Beckham's catch. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but that's that's never going to be on it. Instead. Hold on one second. Yep. Sorry. I'll be, I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Samantha's saying. Oh, Samantha's saying hi to me. Never mind. Oh. Wait, hold on one sec. Sorry. <laughs> Only on. <laughs> I tell you, that would be funny though. Like a page, like forgotten sports moments, and it's just major sports leagues over and over. Yep. It's like that I bet you. <laughs> it's like I bet you don't remember this. So, the uh, toast was to the 2018 season. Does anybody here remember Ryan Brazier or Ryan Brazier? Mm, I don't think so. I don't pitcher think so. for the Boston Red Sox. So, in 2018, uh, Alex Rodriguez was kept kept stepping out of the box and calling for time. So, Ryan Brazier uh, audibly and very loudly screamed to home plate, get your fucking ass back in the box. <laughs> Hilarious. And then, and then proceeded to strike him out with a fucking fastball down the dick. That's awesome. Hilarious. Yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, and the best thing that happened to me this weekend, if you guys did that, I don't know if you did it. No, not yet. But lead us off. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, 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 I'm drinking a Pepsi, by the way. I didn't have any time to stop today. Hey, um, it's okay. And uh, the best thing that happened to me this weekend was what I learned in boating school is... <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I learned in boating school is... I'm trying to think. I don't think I really had anything miraculous happen that I can think of. I mean, so probably the best thing that happened this weekend was I got out and played around a disc golf, oh, and then I made a I made a pretty good made a pretty good uh, pasta dish uh, Saturday night. That's probably about it. Hey, sounds like a good. Yeah. It's kind of a run-of-the-mill weekend. Nothing good, nothing bad. Did you play uh, Loughberry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played Loughberry. Now he went back up to Maple. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a commitment. It was funny. Mike, I was talking to Mike about it. I was like, hey, how bummed would you be if you called me Saturday morning at like 7.30 to see if I want to play disc golf? And they said, and I, oh, excuse me, sorry, choked. And I re- responded with a picture of me on the tee pad of hole one. He goes, I'm not going to lie. Wouldn't be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish we could have thought of that. Taking a whole bunch of pictures f- from our round just to stash them for moments just like that. That would have been very funny. Oh, great guys. Uh, Massey, how about you? These allergies are really making me uh, making me mad. Yeah, I've yeah, had a rough go rough. of it. Um, what did I do this weekend? Um, Best thing that happened to Massey was the hernia he got from lifting his cock. <laughs> Do you have a hernia? Um, from lifting his cock. I don't know. I I guess the thing I was happiest about this weekend was I finished my five paper slash projects I had to get done by midnight last night. Finished hey. with an hour to spare. There you go. Hey, weight off your shoulders. Yeah. Ten, year, ten years ago, you would have did it with a minute to spare, so it's true. I'm getting progress. Old. What I'm learning no, I'm is, if you, take, if you take a college course when you're 80, you'll actually get it done on time. 
<laughs> Doubtful. There's a there's a finite curve. It's a it's a bell curve. Got to find the peak and then write it back down. <laughs> Facts are Phelps, Phelps. Mass. Yeah. What about you, Reed? Um, my best thing, I think, was I've been doing uh, this bluefish tournament now for a couple years, and I had to do running out the scales to the Connecticut locations this past Saturday. And I've done it long enough now that I, I sort of have like a, a decent relationship with some of these you know, owners. So I'll go into some of these places and it's kind of like the norm from cheers like moment. And I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, it's dumb, but I get some joy out of it. It's like, Hey, got the scale. What did I think think the thing was like Labor Day weekend? So it's, it's next weekend, but, um, it's a lot of like other like legwork that has to be done. Yeah. Basically Kendall's just a slave, the connoisseur for the entire month of August every year. (laughs) I've actually pulled back a little bit this year, but he's right. Yeah, Kendall. Kendall refuses to de- to latch, de-latch from the the, the tee. Listen, that sounds like Kendall. It sounds lame, but it was like my thing. And I, 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 in my time at the radio station, there was a lot of things that were just, hey, you're just going to do this. But I took it in stride and I made it like mine. And I'm having trouble letting go. And I don't know why, but it's just how it is. Do you think the prison inmates that serve chili every single day when they get out are like, I got to get back to jail, man. I, I I don't know who I am without scooping this slop on the trays. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. I think I think that person is you. <laughs> you're, you're Brooks from the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, man. Brooks was Same here. Ending. Same ending, too. Yeah. Got to find a stool. That was a dark joke. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty yeah. funny, though. That's oh, it. Uh, I, had, I had another good thing that happened this weekend. I was looking at pictures on Facebook, and I stumbled onto a picture of Chris Massey, and it's always a nice revelation when I realize how beautiful my best friend is. Thanks, buddy. He's so handsome. What picture handsome was that? Devil. You know, who's, you know who's not handsome? That Mike Mock. He's not yeah, handsome. That guy. <laughs> okay. Really stick it to him where he can't defend himself. I like it. He's not handsome. I mean, I'll text him that I said it. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll call myself out. I got no problem. <laughs> Wowzers. So, uh, I had something that I wanted to say, but I don't remember what it was. Hey, do you guys think... um? Do you guys dislike the approach a lot of NFL teams are taking to this new, not new, it's happened last year too, but like this three-game three preseason? What do you mean? But like the Bears, for example, they didn't have, their starters didn't take, with the exception of rookies, none of the projected starters took any reps in the second preseason game. They just basically just did what they, you know, they had the, the contact practice with the Colts during the week mm-hmm. and they had the, the game against them. So they were like, yeah, we think we, we learned enough. We don't want to, you know, send them out there if we don't have to. And then you have like teams like the Titans. I don't think, the, I don't think any starter on the Titans has even taken a snap at all yet. I mean, we've been doing that since McVay's been here and, uh, 
that's when we had four preseason games. None of our starters ever played. Again, aside from rookies, but I think they only played in one or two games. Right, but like the Titans aren't going to suit anybody up for any of the games. The Bears have already come out and said that the, the Bears are, are leaning towards only having Fields play one drive in the third game. I mean, like it with, with four games. Like, here's the thing: you don't you don't do anybody the first week, or you like and, and what you would see some teams do, which like the Rams, I think, were part of that. Would like they, the starters would probably play a drive the first week just to shake the rust off. No, and then like. For the years that we had that McVay was there, Jared Goff never played in a preseason game, not once. That was the case with all of our starters. It was weird when he started because I know it was seen as very strange at the time. People were writing articles about it. It's like, you want to get these guys ready. That's why there's preseason. He's like, nope, I don't want to get them hurt. They're fine. Well, it is really kind of like what Paul's saying. There's like, a, there's like a recipe to it. The first game, you kind of play one series. The second game, you maybe play two, maybe three. By the third or fourth game, you're, you're playing like maybe half of the first quarter, and so you, you, it's kind of like a, a build-up. But then there's certain yeah. guys like the, the the Tom Brady's of the world and the, the the veteran quarterbacks that really they maybe they'll play in the third or fourth game, and and that's when they play their one drive. But it's it's sort of like they've earned that if that makes any sense, or they yeah. just it's just not really required for veteran them. Rest is. But well, this is like you know, there's some players like Tom Brady, for example. You, you know, he he didn't, you know, at, after the first six years of his NFL career, he didn't really, you didn't really need all you needed from him was to know that he was mentally prepared right. for the season, because you knew that you you knew what he was doing from a training standpoint, on and off season. I mean, like you know, but most guys aren't like that. I, I just think that like at what, at what point are we just going to get rid of the preseason? I mean, I don't think the NFL will ever do it because of revenue. Right. But, but yeah, at what I mean, point, like I if, think if you you're needed not, to evaluate the rookies. But, like but, but the, yeah, but the thing is, is like these, these guys, like, like the rookies really prop, most of them really aren't going to get cut. I know there's like a, some cusp players and whatnot, but these guys are going harder in practice than they are in games. It was like the same thing. Like everybody was like shitting on like you know the the Justin Fields. Like oh yeah, he threw for one twenty nine in those two drives he did, but they were for minus two, minus three, and like plus one yard. And it's like well yeah, like the game plan was for for him to get out there, get some reps under center, and, and not get hurt. Like they weren't gonna let they weren't gonna let him try to extend a play. Right. But like so then what's the point? Is my question. Like what? What's yeah, the I get point? it. Like just do more of these practices. Do more of these. Have have them do like you know, uh, uh, you know, their whatever camp and bullshit. Do a week of practices with a with a, a team. Do a week of practices with like another team. You know, a week to you know get ready for the season and then the season starts. I just I don't know. It's just like why are we doing this? Yeah, I can see that. I mean. Again, uh, I think that there's difference between practices and the preseason games because if I'm wrong, correct me, but I don't believe that there's actually any tackle in these joint practices. Um, tackle or not, you need to be able to see that to evaluate it because uh, even if watching... They tackle, but they tackle in actual practices, though. Do they, though? I don't think that they do. The Bears do. I know they do. 
I think well, I think they do. I think there's there's certain things like there's not. Like, I know if you get, have a free clear like a sack, they don't want you. You know, I think it's kind of right. like a. You're not going to do stupid stuff like you know, like if if you're doing a drill and Tremaine Edmonds breaks free through containment, he's not just going to spear Justin Fields. Right. But like, you know, but like I've seen like the Bears like in team practices like Tremaine Edmonds is is like taking Khalil Herbert down. The preseason games, that just don't make sense to me. Like, why are we doing them? Especially to, you hear all these coaches come out. All the coaches are trying different things. So you're evaluating your players on things they're not even going to do in the regular season. These guys that might not make the cut, like, a, like defense is defense. You know what I mean? Man coverage, tackling, it's all the same shit regardless of what the play is. Yep. I mean, positioning, you know, all that stuff like that, that doesn't change. But like, a receiver, if you're like, oh, hey, we want to start, we, we want to really try out like these, you know, these, these new screen and like bubble, you know, negative yard passes and all this stuff. And that receiver really struggles with it, but, and then he gets cut. And then you never run those in the regular season because they didn't work out. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. Well, like, go ahead. Like, if you're going to, like, well, it's just, if you're trying something new, like from a coaching standpoint, you're, all these coaches are always trying new things during the preseason. That's what the preseason is for them. Is it's a it's a fucking simulation for them to try out new coaching strategies. But they're trying it out on players that they're not going to coach. If you're trying to draw up a new route running type, like a, a new offensive scheme with route running and whatnot, aren't you more interested if you're the Bears to see how DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney run it against the real defense than fucking Equanimous St. Brown and Dante? <laughs> Yeah, but I just don't get it. Well, I think for everything we said before, when it was four games, when teams were like actually like following the recipe of kind of you're building up to the start of the season, yeah, these games sort of mattered more than they do now because now they're just the recipe has changed. Like you're saying, they're 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 trying out stuff that on, on with players that aren't necessarily going to make the team or just like stuff that they're never going to use anyway. It's they're kind of like wasting their time now, but it wasn't always that way. I think. There's been a switch, and whether it was last year or the year before, it's it's just it's somehow different. And uh, and I, I agree with what you're saying and understand. I mean, I do think it is an opportunity for some players to kind of like you know, hey, this is my time to shine and, and make and make the team. But th- th- there's flaws to the system now that it's different. It just is. I just I don't know. It to me it seems like with the amount of channels that have NFL coverage rights, Fox, CBS, NBC, ESPN, plus the NFL. You have all these, all these channels, all these outlets, all these things. It it just seems like, like if you're going to, if you're going to milk the shit out of this cash cow, that is the NFL, do it with better products. Do it with products that, because like, I refuse to believe that other than other than dwindling down the last ten roster spots on a team, forty three to fifty three, which let's be real, forty three to fifty three, those guys aren't playing anyway. Yeah, unless they're the two thousand twenty LA Rams, huh? Unless you're the two thousand twenty two LA Rams. 
Right. Well, exactly. Unless there's massive amounts of injuries or we're talking special teams type things. So put out a product. Fucking you have all these you have all these networks. Fucking why don't you just do why don't you just do a fucking hard knocks type thing for every team? Leave HBO to have hard knocks and then do like other stuff with the team. Like just more in, interesting and better product. It's, I mean, the, the the preseason football thing has just become bluff. It's just like, I mean, it's always been bluff, but like, like I can't even watch my own team do preseason. It's just it's terrible. I'm an NFL guy. Well, I mean, uh, as you know, I, I'm a slave to all things football, but I can't. I I won't let myself just sit and and watch like. If a, I've watched every single preseason, every single snap of every single. Preseason. Hey, listen, I'm not I'm not discrediting you or saying, "Oh, Matt, you're stupid." Because you're not. I mean, if you you enjoy it, you should absolutely you know watch it. But I, well, so here's the only reason why I'm watching it. Half the kids playing are gonna starve for our defense this year. <laughs> but I mean, like uh, for myself, it's like I'll throw I'll throw on a game you know randomly you know whether Pittsburgh or not, and I'll watch for you know maybe get two offensive drives from each team is like okay then i'm i'm good i i saw what i wanted and i i, I can move on there's, there's not enough there's there's no merit really to me watching anymore because you know, it's meaningless it, it's from from a fan it's 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 meaningless i mean i'm i'm not getting paid to you know to watch i'm not gonna like i'm not scouting these guys myself i just I got my. I've got the Ravens and Commanders right now. <laughs> I think. I think maybe what the NFL should do is they they should look into, tr- especially too. I think this could be. Th- this could be something that they could do. I think this might be a really good. Monetary, viewership, you know, type thing. They should try to adapt what the NBA does with their own little flip flip on it. So they're what. They should try to do what the NBA does with their own little flip on it. So, I don't know for, what that means. so like they like do what the NBA does during the off season, but put their put the NFL twist to it. So instead of three preseason games, they get there's one preseason game. Okay. There's one preseason game. It's we'll call it two weeks before the season starts. So if you're, if the season's going to start on September 1st, August 14th, 15th, 16th, we have this one preseason game. They play an opponent. Then the week after that, they have practices with, whatchamacallit, with the team mm-hmm. type of thing. And then the last week before it, they do you know, their own shit back at their facilities to get ready for the season. But prior to all of that, you know, adapt a certain type of, you know, instead of 11 on 11, maybe like a seven versus seven type of scrimmagey type thing and do a summer league where you have, you know, players who are, if you're on your rookie deal, you're eligible to be sent to the play for your team. And then make it like a little fucking bullshitty type tournament type thing you know make two divisions it doesn't have to be afc and nfc because it's preseason it's like the cactus league and the grapefruit league right make two bullshit leagues both you know they all register at a, a certain location so like arlington texas and fucking 
Los Angeles or something, you know, spectators can come, can come out and watch. It can be one game elimination type of thing or whatever. And then if you're on your, you know, and it basically in the NBA, the summer league is for undeveloped players. It's for G leaguers, rookies and second year players. So I feel like NFL, that's what the, what the XFL is supposed to be. No, the XFL is the XFL is supposed to be the G League. That's the idea is that that's going to be like the place where like players who are trying to get into the NBA that weren't drafted. Because that's the only the only sport that the only two sports that have farm systems are baseball and hockey. You're draft you're drafted with the intent with the knowing that you're probably not suiting up for that team day one. Right. In football and, and basketball, you're drafted to play. You're not drafted to go down to developmental. Right. And usually in the G League world, if you get drafted and you don't make the cut and they put you down to G League, you're staying there forever. You might get picked up on a 10-day contract three years from now, but it's not going to mean anything. But do like a type of thing where, you know, you have like a three-week thing and you, you you know you send your fucking people there to watch the, the the young players, and if you're on your rookie deal, you're eligible to go play. Now you know there are some exceptions, obviously. So like you know, for example, Justin Fields probably would not go to this thing. Right. They probably wouldn't send him there. But they can send their you know undrafted guy. And these types of guys and whatever, and you know, people and play, and like they can even do it where it's like divisions kind of thing. So like, instead of doing thirty-two teams, do sixteen teams. So all the all the NFC North guys go and make up an NFC North scrimmage team, mm-hmm. and they play the rest of the league. And you know, the Packers can send Jordan Love there if they want. You know, the 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 fucking type of thing or something like that would be more interesting at least you can develop these young guys you can see you know these are the guys that you're not sure if they're going to make the cut i mean because let's be realistic like the the deontay foreman the bear signed deontay foreman what what has to happen for him not to make the team the rookie Uh, the rookie that they drafted has to ball the fuck out in preseason right that's just it that's it that's the only thing unless he gets hurt that's right. the only thing. If, if the rookie goes out there and plays like an average fourth round pick rookie or whatever and doesn't really do much, then they're, you know, they, they're going to keep him on the roster because they wait, they sent the draft pick on him. But Deontay Foreman's going to be the two. Right. So, like, Deontay Foreman isn't playing to keep his job. The rookie's playing to steal the job. Right. So, put more emphasis on that. Let these guys get the reps. Yeah. I tell you, that's a good point you made. Jumping back a little bit, I mean, I I haven't really watched uh, Hard Knocks like any series of it in any like great depth. I've caught some random things here and there, but if they were to find a way to kind of televise like for each and every team, and you know they put it on whatever channel, or, or they just they, they combine you know snippets of all the teams and to make like longer episodes, I mean that. That's kind of like worthwhile because that's happening in sort of real time. They're they're banging out those episodes week by week. And it doesn't doesn't have to be hard knocks because hard knocks they wouldn't be able to do because it would it would conflict with HBO and there would be a lawsuit and et cetera, et cetera. But the NFL Network, you're gonna tell me the NFL Network can't put out a program called, you know, like 
like BTS division by division behind the scenes with, you know, behind the scenes with each division. And then you take the division. You can tell me people wouldn't tune into this. I know Massey would, would wet his bed if this was a thing. <laughs> behind the scenes, division by division. This week, we go into, we go into, behind, we go behind the scenes with the NFC West. And then this week, this week we follow, you know, third year player, blah, blah, blah from the Cardinals. We follow, rookie linebacker of the LA Rams. We follow newly signed Geno Smith of, you know, franchise newly signed franchise quarterback Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks. And we follow, you know, uh fucking so and so, you know, uh, of the of the San Francisco 49ers and it's like a three-part series where they like just bounce back and forth between these guys and you see like the behind the scenes of them in training camp. So you, you see some stuff like while they're on the practice field, maybe some chippiness happening, whatever this and that. But then you also like you know their 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 rehabilitation, you know their their what they're doing in their off time. You gonna tell me people? You gonna tell me people wouldn't tune in to watch that? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and two exactly what you're saying, and then you watch an episode, and then it, let's say it it airs like the day before the game is, you know, there's sort of kind of more like an interest level, like hmm. Let's see if this guy that I watched in this episode is going to play it all in this preseason game, you know, or if they did, or if they did like that summer league type idea they had. I mean, there's a lot. Of obviously, like the way I described it, probably wouldn't work. I'm not a professional at this stuff, but like, if like if they were to do something like that, then then you make it like a basically like a reality type of show, where it's like a behind the scenes with the AFC North, and it follows all the young, huh? I'd be watching a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, it's like. Like, you know, like, oh, like, this, you know, this week we dive into the, you know, the rookie, the AFC North rookie draft class as they prepare for their, you know, their upcoming bout with the NFC South, you know, like how they're preparing and how, you know, like, you know, and then like, you know, it's, you tell me as a Steeler fan, you wouldn't sit down and watch a, a rookie linebacker for the Steelers and a rookie corner for the Ravens discuss, you know, what, what it's like to play for one of the most storied rivalries in NFL history. Oh, 100%. I, I'd be watching that. I just think that there's so much better things they could be doing during this. Because the preseason, I don't know, I just I really refuse to believe the preseason is really... The preseason is more beneficial for the actual teams than it is for the NFL's pockets. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly to your point, now, it's, it's a little bit... It has to do kind of more with just television in general. But that's why those games are on just like the random local Fox NBC, you know, affiliate. And it's never like a, it's like a, just like a random broadcast crew or, you know, someone who happens to like maybe work for Fox, but he's, you know, teamed up with somebody who used to play for that team. It's, there's not, there's not a lot of money on these games. There, there just isn't, you know, it's viewership. That's all it is. They're just getting the numbers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in fact, we all real quick. Just, I mean, we all use the, the the Apollo, you know, Group TV, and I couldn't even get like the when I, the Pittsburgh Buccaneers when they played, I couldn't even get like whatever the Pittsburgh home crew was. It just it was wasn't even like a, a, available. I could find the Tampa Bay one like that that broadcast, but it's you know, maybe nowhere to look, Ken. I listen. I I did a lot of a lot of snooping around. I you know just. It, Got the Bucks, no problem, but so do what you did for the Bucks, but for Pittsburgh. I tried. It just it wouldn't wouldn't find itself. 
Yeah. All right. Pretty good discussion on the preseason. What else we got on the docket? There's another topic that I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. We've talked about it in the past, and I and I I always bitch about like how they do things, and like I had an idea for it, and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> football related? It, then. it probably was football related because that's you know the thing we bitch about the most. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess something while you're uh, while you're thinking of it, we could talk about how stupid the NBA play in tournament is. Oh, you talking about that? That thing that they're oh, doing, the, the in-season tournament. My fucking god! Yeah, uh, that when they announced that, and even you know, a couple weeks now passed. I I still don't really fully understand like what this draw is going to be like. They're hoping that they're hoping that it increases viewership because you know, in the middle of November, you know, nobody, it, you know, the middle of November is like watching fucking. It's like watching fucking. Major. you know what i mean it's like like right. who cares well something that i really dislike is that like there's gonna be like an additional trophy so it's like hey we happen to win the mid-season tournament cool we'll put it in the spot where our hopefully you know nba finals trophy will be well it's just like it's that that's annoying but the other thing too is that's annoying is that it fucking it adds like in order to win this, you have to play an eighty-third game, right? And it, because the, the whole thing counts against your record, right? Your overall record. All the games. This is the thing that doesn't make any sense. Now, in the NBA, I know that they so basically like the way that it's going to work is they're going to have the season mapped out because everybody plays each other anyway a certain amount of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll have the season mapped out, but the way it's going to work is like, you know you don't know who's going to play in the semifinals and the finals, but all the group stage matches, those are all just going to count towards their regular season record, but also be part of the play in thing. And that's the right. hope that in the middle of November, like, Oh, the, you know, Oh, what, uh, what Chicago got going on tonight? Oh, they're playing the fucking, they're, they're playing the, the jazz. They're like, ah, who gives a shit? And it's like, Oh, but it's, it's game one of that play in tournament. Like, Oh shit. You know, they're playing for something. Yeah. So, yeah. The whole idea is like, oh, this is meaningful. Um, so we have to watch. Right. But the thing that's like, is like, you know, let's say the final, the championship for it is the fucking Clippers and the Warriors. Yeah, who fucking cares? And it's like, you know, now we have to, you know, change the schedule a little bit because we have to, or sorry, no, we don't have to, we don't, the semifinals, it's Clippers, Warriors. All right, well, now we have to change the way the, Schedule goes a little bit because they don't play each other again until May. We have to take that May game out because we're putting it in now because the semifinals count towards your regular record. It's one of your 82 games played. But then the final game, the championship game, is not part of it, and it happens in the middle of the season. Yeah. I mean, so to a certain degree, like if they want to make, we'll call it a a, a tradition, something that's just going to be in the league now forever. It has to start at some point, and I guess this coming season is going to be that start. So I'm willing to give it a chance for that aspect. But just in general, this is on you know the Kendall Reed list of things that just don't matter, and it's it's all the people like who complain, oh you know baseball is boring. Then don't watch it. I don't need this new thing to to get my interest more up on NBA games. If I want to watch a game, I'm just going to watch a game. This is this is not more enticing to me, or, or it just 
like get invested or don't be invested. I give a lot of credit to Mass. Mass is kind of just, you know, took the bull by the horns. It's like, hey, I'm going to start watching basketball. And he has, and he, he's followed the, the headlines or whatnot, and he's, he's done a hell of a lot more than I have. And that's people just need to be more like that. If you want to, you know, get it involved or invest in something, then just do it. I don't need this extra thing to get interested. Like, it's just, it's, it's meaningless. Yeah. You're meaningless. Hey, you're right. And I meant that. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Kind of harsh. That's all right. That's all right. My soul is black. Real bummer because I can't remember what the thing I wanted to talk about was. Real quick, um, around the room, um, how many uh, fantasy football leagues are you playing in this year, Massey? Um, are we doing one for the show and one in the friend group? I think no, we're just we're... doing pickums for the show. Then two. Yeah, the show is just going to be the pickums that you're going to be and out two, of by week three. one. Massey already lost the pickums this year. Yeah, I'm not even participating. <laughs> Matt, and once they go live, just go through and pick the whole season. That's what I do. Massey, I'm shocked. Like, Only two leagues. I take Only a night. Leagues. I take a night when, when the pickum thing. This is what I always do for the pickums. This is how I've been doing it every year. The minute it comes out, I pick the Thursday first game. So what? What is it this year? Kansas City, Detroit. Yep. <clears throat> so, so the minute that it goes live, I just pick a winner. So I'm gonna, I'll pick Kansas City and I'll put it for whatever points. And then what I do is while I'm watching the game, I just go through and do the whole year. And then every week, if I remember, I go back, I look at it, and I alter it. But then if I forget, at least there's something in there. <laughs> I do like the pick Fine. I, I, I'm just shocked. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Paul. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't hear what Massey said. I said fine. <laughs> Is uh the I'll mass the mass is usually like a, a five to six league guy. I tell you what, I did I did seven last year. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I said, fuck that shit. I'm done. I'm doing a league with you guys, and I'm doing a league with my father in law, and that is the extent of it. I might do a league at work. I might. If only because I know I can absolutely trounce that entire building, but Mass, you want to do a two-person league, just you and me? Sure. <laughs> Thanks for the invite, guys. We <laughs> can't do three because then who, can't do three because someone's going to have a buy every week. <laughs> Yours is a fair point, Kendall. No, listen, I totally agree. I just want to be included. All right, fine. We'll ask Kyle if he wants to do it, and then we'll exclude Mock. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you just a, uh, a two guy. How many am I in? It was supposed to be two, the show league and then Chris's league, but now it's three. Oh, because, yeah, I forgot about Chris's league. Yeah, now it's three because Wait, I'm, Yeah. But now it's three because, you know, Kyle recruited me to play in his Burger King work league. Yeah, and how excited are you for that? I tell you something, I had, I had the draft last night. I drafted an awful team. Yeah. Let's hear it. I drafted such a shit team. I had the seventh pick. The seventh pick might the seventh pick in a twelve person draft might be the worst pick of all time. Let's hear it. Let's hear your team. Oh, Kendall, tell, while I pull up the team, why don't you do your uh My uh My team? 
your first car. What? <laughs> well, so I, I'm in I'm in two leagues, a potential for a third. Uh, I'm also in the Burger King league. <laughs> Wait, what about you? You're not going to do the Aquinas one? No, I've been booted from the Aquinas League for like the past three years. They either like don't do it anymore, or they just don't ask me. Yeah. All right, um, you ready, Matt? Yeah, let's hear this. All right, at quarterback, Justin Fields. Okay. Don't hate it. On the bench, Derek Carr. Also, don't hate it. Sneaky good pick. All right, running backs. Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, Deontay Foreman, Raheem Mostert. All right. Wide receivers. Wide receivers. Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith Schuster, Odell Beckham Jr., Darnell Mooney, and Allen Robinson. (laughs) Two of those are a little questionable, but the others I don't think will be terrible. Who's the second one, Michael Thomas? Oh, don't back him. I don't think that's going to be a good signing. Yeah, but I figured, why not? Who cares? If he, does, if he sucks, he cut him. Yeah. I mean, every here's the thing. After the 10th round, every receiver has the potential to be cut at any point. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have Jake Elliott and Pittsburgh's defense because Kyle made defense very, very hard, but for some reason made sacks worth two points apiece. Oh, yes. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and wait out on the defense part, and I'm just going to get the Pittsburgh Steelers because <laughs> they're going to get a fucking million sacks. That's very funny. Yep. And then I have Evan Ingram at my tight end spot. All right. That's probably your weakest spot. No, nah, I don't know, though, because I think that the reason I picked Evan Ingram, so like I didn't, I didn't fall into the trap of picking a tight end early because, again, if it's not, it's not Travis Kelsey, it's not worth taking. Um. But uh, what did I say? Oh, I just like I, I thought that Evan Ingram showed improvements last year, and like you know they still have what's his face, the receiver. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Christian Kirk. They just got Calvin Ridley. Trevor Lawrence kind of looked like the guy he was supposed to look like last year. If that improves more, Calvin Ridley is gonna you know here's the thing like if, if it improves more and he's slinging the ball. Either Evan Ingram's going to grow his spot or he's going to suck and Calvin Ridley's going to get those catches. So yeah. when I had I had Calvin Ridley, I was like, eh, you know, it, it'll be one or the other. I'll take the gamble and figure out which one. I mean, I think Calvin Ridley's going to be sneaky good this year. What's funny is that in Christmas League, I have the 12th pick and uh, everybody keeps trying to trade me for it. For the 12th pick? Yeah, because I think with the, I mean, because uh, with the when, snake. Yeah, with the snake, it's like with the snake. You you know, you either want to be one, you either want to be one, two, either want to be one, two, or or like ten, eleven, twelve. Especially like this year, because like this year, like really, like if you have the third pick, you're baby you picking. If you have the that's the thing is if you have the third pick in a regular draft. If, if, if I have the third pick, I'm taking Travis Kelsey. I mean, yeah. That's who I'm taking. I'm not taking Jamar Chase. It, I, I, I think Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers in the game, but I don't trust the offensive line to keep Joe Burrow upright. And if Joe Burrow... I think Burrow's I Justin there, Jefferson over Jamar Chase. Well, Justin Jefferson's the one. Oh, true. All right. Like, I think Justin Jefferson and Christian McCaffrey are probably one and two. 
Yeah. Stupid. I don't think Christian McCaffrey should be the two. No, he's going to get hurt this year, and I'm going to smile. <laughs> but, like, so, like, all these guys that are, like, three and four and five, they're like, oh, hey, I'll trade you for the 12th pick. And I was telling Kendall about it. Like, uh, somebody was trying to trade me the fourth pick, and they were like, I was like, okay. I was like, I'll trade you. I was like, this is what I want, though. And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. I was like, well, I was like, I want, I want your, I want to swap picks for the entire draft. But I was like, in the fifth round, I want, or was it? Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, and the, so, so I said, in the sixth round, I want the twelfth pick back, and you take the fourth pick in that round. And they were like, "Why would I do that?" And I'm like, "Well, because I have something you want. <laughs> you want it from me, so you have to pay for." It. Right. Do you understand how this works, sir? I'm not gonna get, like. I, I said. I said in the text message. I was like, I have a twenty dollar bill, and you have eighteen dollars. You want the twenty dollars. I don't want your eighteen. So in order for me to get the take the eighteen and give you the twenty, you're gonna have to give me something else. You're gonna have to give me at least two dollars, if not more, worth of value of something else. Right. So I said in the fifth in the, or the sixth round, when it snakes back, instead of waiting to go from four to four, I want to pick at 12. And then you can have the fourth pick. And he was like, no. I was like, well, have fun. It's over. <laughs> like, I mean, what the fuck? He's like, that's not how you're supposed to trade picks. I'm like, um, what do you mean? He goes, you just swap the picks. I'm like, but I don't want the fourth pick. Yeah. <laughs> what are you not understanding? Right. Like, so then why would you trade? I'm like, well, I'd be, I would trade if I could get value to make it worth getting the four pick. Right. I was like, let's see how this works. Right. Like, this transcends fantasy football. This is how life works. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I just responded with the conversation stopped. This guy doesn't like me anyway. That's in Chris's league. So my, res- my response was just that my response was, have you never negotiated your pay before? <laughs> you just, I was like, do you just take the amount of money they think you're worth every week? I mean, I unfortunately have to do that because mine is a contract that I don't get a choice to change. So funny. That is very funny. I don't know how you ever get through life without being able to understand that. Because well, like, fa- the thing is, is like, People just assume, like, oh, like, you want this thing and I want that thing. And it's like, yeah, that does happen. But, like, not very, like, like, right. not all the time. Very seldom is, like, that, that mutual, hey, we want the exact thing that we all have. Let's swap. Right. It's like going to the store. Like, that was the excuse. Like, that, that was the rebuttal that he gave me at one point was, like, the store. And he was like, oh, like, when you go to the store and, and something's $10 and you want the item, you pay the $10 for it. And I'm like, yeah. But I was like, but if I have the ability to... to pay eight dollars for it i'm gonna pay eight dollars for it right i'll go somewhere else like you know like Uh, so funny in that burger king league at one point paul i don't know if you noticed this there were like only washington eagle and detroit running backs there was like 10 of them in a row the the way yahoo ranks the people is so terrible and it's like, it, it, oh, bad people like, you know, sure. people draft where they want. And then you were left with this big chunk at the top of the board of these players. I'm like, I don't want yeah. any of this. 
in the seventh round or in the first round with the seventh pick, Yahoo was like telling me like, oh, you need to draft fucking who was it? You need to draft because I took Saquon. And who were they telling me that I needed to draft? Who the fuck was it? Oh, they were like, you need to draft Derrick Henry here. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no so the, that's very funny. And then in the second round, when I got Najee Harris, they were like, oh, like, you need to take Calvin Ridley here. I'm like, I was like, you guys are retarded. <laughs> so it was so interesting. And you said in the, uh, one of the chats about Sleeper. And I only did Sleeper that one time. And even, like, looking at the Yahoo list... And I was like, wait, like, is this the person I'm supposed to pick here? Like, am I doing the wrong thing by picking somebody else? Is it just the, the whole lineup? And it got to a certain point, like, like this doesn't seem right. Like, am I, yeah, am I doing something wrong? Great. It was just so bizarre. Uh, I Kendall, I'm going to need you to bring the bathrobe on Sunday. Oh, man. I should get, we should get, like, a big, uh, like, iron-on, like, CM to put on the back. I already, I already plan on uh, using the word allegedly a lot <laughs> when, when we're talking about Vinny being the champion. Allegedly. Yeah. That was my championship last year, and I deserved it. I tell you, I think the move is, I, I, think, the, I think the move is you get him a DeMar Ham- Hamlin jersey. <laughs> you Hilarious. Just, you hand it to him with, for no reason at all, and he goes, what's this for? And be like, well, this is the guy that won you the championship last year. <laughs> Figured you'd want it. Hilarious. If it wasn't so much money, I'd actually do that. We could just make one. Could do that. Get a blue shirt. Sh- strip a tape. Get a blue shirt. Cut one of the the buffaloes out of one of the paintings in Kendall's living room out. Glue it to the shirt. <laughs> and then right on the back, emergency room. <laughs> Was that messed up? Yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Take out a... Uh, no. Get one of the... Uh, get some Buffalo Wild Wings the day before. We'll cut out the, the to-go box. Staple. No. No, we're going to ruin your grandpa's painting, Kendall. We already talked about it. All right, all right, all right. I concede. Oh. But... His name is Kendall. He is an asshole. I tell you what. I think I'm finally going to watch the Ravens lose a preseason game. Are they losing right now? No, but Washington's marching, and it's only a four-point difference. Hmm. Isn't it it sad that they're really hanging their hats on? (laughs) We haven't lost a preseason game in forever. Great. (laughs) Happy to hear it. They also haven't won the division in forever. Uh, well, it's only been two years, hasn't it? I don't know. Feels like forever. Yeah. In the first time since forever. Name that movie, Kendall. Uh, oh, God. Uh, when Harry met Sally. Nope, Frozen. Damn. I love that Ke- Paul didn't even bother to ask me. He's like, Massey hasn't fucking seen this. <laughs> It was one of those things that, like, Massey had either hadn't seen it and had no clue at all, or that one, or knew it perfectly because Ashley loves the movie. <laughs> no, she hates that movie. There is no in between, though. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oh, I saw this thing, Mass. I tried to send it to you, but the account was private. And then I went to screenshot it, but I accidentally like clicked the home page on Instagram. Yeah, I lost it. Couldn't find it ever again. It was this thing though where they were doing like the, the center was Caillou and it said normal oh. above it. And then it had a circle of all the different like people that Caillou would be if like like based on Pokemon types. So like the rock was like normal rock. And then like Aang from Avatar was normal flying. That's very funny. Uh One Punch Man was normal fighting. Um, the bald character from Dragon Ball Z was... Krillin. Yeah, I think he was normal psychic. Alright, I mean... Or, I don't know what he was, but it was normal something. But it was, it was just so funny. That is very funny. Just bald people just on their types. Yeah, like, <laughs> remember the guy... Uh, Mass, have you seen Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. Remember the bald guy that keeps getting his ice cream knocked over? <laughs> yes. That was that was normal ice. That's very funny. Yeah, I laughed pretty hard at that one. That's very funny. That's Kendall, that's a deep cut. What happened? What, ch- what channel is this preseason game on? Uh, ESPN. Sick. ESPN Ocho. Uh, it's about to go to halftime. There's 30 seconds left. Sick. <laughs> you can see that. That's just what I wanted to hear. I can hear them. Great halftime yeah, breakdown. Look, lucky for me, my Apollo was always two minutes behind, so I'll still get to watch the <laughs> What's 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 really a bummer is a uh, like what really makes me upset is my Apollo just kind of like constantly buffers in and out whenever I'm watching a live sporting event, and that's it. That's the only thing. Anything else doesn't matter. I could be watching SNL live on cable, like the, the TV channel thing. Never buffers once. Movies, no problem. TV shows, nothing. Fucking docu series, whatever. Any, anything on the live TV stuff, no problem. Turn on sports, like ah, oh, we forgot how to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Very hit or miss. I've had a, a lot of uh, baseball games that you know, stopped, you know, mid pitch. And then it's like, Oh, sorry. Can I connect a server? Like awesome. I can't tell you how many NBA finals games I watched out of like Burlington, Vermont. Cause I'm like, there's nobody there watching that. <laughs> That's very funny. I do enjoy VPNing. I've been sneezing a lot. Yeah. It's pretty bad out here. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, maybe I just don't remember, but I thought like the, the really like big allergy kick was until like the end of September. Oh, don't like... worry, it's coming. This isn't the big one. Yeah, this is this is just the. Uh, it hasn't been really hot out. <laughs> so we just wanted to remind you that we're here. Yeah, this is bonus allergies. <laughs> this is this is the DLC. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of DLC, uh, uh, I did a pretty funny thing yesterday that Massey will appreciate. All right. All right, so I told Samantha some time ago. I think we talked about this. I told I told Samantha some time ago that I would really like an, a, a PS5 as like my birthday Christmas combo gift. Yeah. Um, I'm totally fine with getting it for my birthday and then not getting anything for Christmas. And I'm also totally fine with if she wanted to recruit people to help chip in for it. I know it's not cheap. And, you know, I told her, like, the game, the, there's two games that I, there's three games that I would really want for it. 
I I would like a new version of Madden because I haven't gotten a new version of Madden in a long time. Yeah. Um, one second. Sorry. Sorry, I thought you were handing that to me, Amelia. I think Amelia was just showing me a bug, and I didn't know what it was, and that's why I grabbed it and I killed it. Um, is Mock on? No. Oh, someone just did that like grunt thing that he does when he laughs. Like, that was uh, me. Really? I anyway, that was, was me, Matt. I channeled, I channeled my my inner mock. <laughs> so yeah, so and so like basically all I wanted was like so the games I want are that the the Hogwarts game, Hogwarts Legacy. Yep, and Mortal Kombat, the new one, Mortal Kombat One. So those are those are the only three games that I like. You know, I really care about getting that are out for the PS Five at the moment. So I mean, you got to get Horizon. Well, I have it. You got Forbidden West? Yeah, I already beat it. I have I got oh. it when it comes to the PS4. I didn't realize that. All right. Yeah, yeah. So Hey, good thing I turned on the game, not listen to Massey. Um, <laughs> but uh so so I was like, I don't care. Recruit anybody you want and that can be their gift. I don't care if you get, you know, if you get a hundred people and they all chip in five dollars and that's my gift from everybody, I don't care. You know what I mean? So anyway, so on the on the chance that it happens, I was like, well, I need to get all these downloadable characters, and then if I don't get it, I'll return it. <laughs> That's actually very funny. That's so a- I went to GameStop yesterday. I was like, hey, uh, what are the what do you guys got going on for these Mortal Kombat pre-orders? And they're like, uh, well, the, for the I was like, for, they're like, for what system? I'm like PS5. And they're like, okay, you get the regular one for seventy five bucks, or you can get the, the premium one for like one ten. It comes with the six downloadable characters, the five cameo characters. You get Shang Tsung. It comes with the Johnny Cage skin for the system. And you get the metal collector's, like, disc book. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll use my $5 monthly coupon. I was like, here's a trade-in for this. And uh, I'll put some down. And then I'll see you on September 14th. (laughs) What's the return policy if I don't open it? And they're like, we can give you the full credit for the game plus the taxes. We just can't refund the DLC. I'm like, that's fine. I was like, will the DLC work in two years if I try it? And they're like, yeah, it's yours. I was like, perfect. That's well, a pro move. That's what I did. So, hey, look. All game in the system. Whatever happens, happens. But it, it, here's the thing. And this is what I told Smith. I was like, if I'm going to get the game, this is how I explained it to her. It's like the Mortal Kombat video game is that's my game because mortal kombat uncharted and then horizon those are like my three games to play well that's not true it goes mortal kombat mario related games but i can't can't believe you're doing far cry 3 like that well only because the most recent far cries have kind of been meh that's fine but far cry 3 deserves an honorable mention far cry 4 was sick too I didn't really enjoy four. I liked four. Four was cool. I liked four because I, I loved I loved that they told you right in the beginning how you could beat the game and like nobody figured it out. Just sit there and wait. Yeah. So Kendall, you would actually Easter egg. So in the beginning of the game mm-hmm. for Far Cry Four, you're going to Yemen to spread your mom's ashes, mm-hmm. and your bus gets hijacked by this like dictatory type overlord guy and you get brought back to his compound and you're in his mansion and you're sitting at a table 
and they the guy tells you like you know like hang or, on i'll be back in a second yeah hang on yeah hang on don't move i'll be back in a second and the game prompts you to explore the room and then eventually escape during the entire process of you being kidnapped the song so when he tells you when he prompts you with that if you sit put and don't move the character for like x amount of minutes the guy comes back and tells you that you're the rightful heir to the entire island boom or the entire mountain range game's over you win <laughs> that's awesome yeah it was, it's, it was it's awesome. pretty fucking funny <laughs> I, I, the the first time I played the game, I put it in. The guy said, "Wait, don't move." And I, I in my head, I was like, "Oh, you know, like I'll I'll give it a minute, see if like something cool happened. Like if he comes back and like says something or whatever. Like part because like the game, like in three, there were some options like that where like you could kind of bypass unneeded dialogue, but you could get extra things to the story. So I I waited for a minute, and then like I had to get up to go to the bathroom, and then like when I came back. Like, I just left it there. I didn't pause it or anything. I just left it there. And then when I came back, like, as I sat down, I picked up the controller, and then the guy walked over, and then he was like, I have to show you this thing. And he pulls me through a room, and he goes, this is all yours. You own all of it. <laughs> it is. It's quite a It's quite a fun Easter egg. That is what it's like. Imagine playing for the first time, and you just opt to do that. It's like, huh, well, this, this was cool, but this kind of sucks. There's <laughs> the credits roll. I, I said, I said, to the, I said, how funny would it have been? How funny would it have been if, like, part of the Easter egg was that if you did that, the game stopped and you couldn't restart it? Oh man! Also, very funny. That would be. Do you know how pissed people would be? You know, Massey, that's actually a really good point. So I'd have to think. So Far Cry Three was awesome. Yes. Far Cry Three was one of the best games ever. For me, for me, it was. I think it's pretty uh, universally celebrated. That and Blood Dragon. Far Cry 4, I liked a lot. I did like Far Cry 4 a lot. I was very mad on board. Far Cry 1 and 2 were like, they were good for what they were, but they were also bad. Um, also, yes. Far Cry Primal was terrible. Also, yes. It was atrocious. It was just Far Cry being like, fuck, we're not ready to release 5 when we said we would. Let's throw this piece of shit together. And yeah, then it was it was it was like a proof of concept game. No, because Primal came out before four, didn't it? I thought Primal came out before five. Far Cry Primal. I thought it came out before five. Let's see. Well, I mean, two years after four, so it came out afterwards. Yeah, because I remember. So Primal came out right after we graduated from college. Because I remember, I remember getting the game. Because I was in Florida, it was when I was taking care of my mom, and I remember the game had came out. I went to the store to get the game, with the intentions on the next time I came up to visit at home, I would get my PS4 and bring it back down with me. Because I didn't bring it with me when I went down originally. Um, and then, and then I remember getting five. Five, I didn't care for really at all. I still haven't played five. Five, I, I love the idea for five. The idea for five is very like, you know, like Waco, Texas, like cult type thing. Yeah. I place in a more like rural area, but it, it was just, I don't know. There was something about it that was just too manufactured. It, it was just too like all over the place. Like you were like, like, like the thing I liked about like three, four and six 
were that like in three, you were people that were vacationing there and you all got kidnapped by human traffickers and you escaped. And then like you ended up like taking refuge with like the locals on the Island who were like fighting in this, like, like civil, like this civil war against the people on the Island that are like trying to turn it into this like drug Lord place. Yeah. And so you end up like, being with them to get your friends back like that's the point is you're trying to get your friends back and then in like four it's like the same kind of concept like you're kidnapped and then like you're finding out that like your ancestors and stuff are like blah 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 and this and that in six it's just like like you, you kind of stumble into this like cult and now all of a sudden you're part of the military <laughs> it's it, it's literally it, it, it's just like it's like a, the, i remember explaining it to to jeff i was like yeah, the concept of this game is like, imagine you were walking down the street past a house that was on fire and a firefighter grabbed you and said, you got to put this out. <laughs> hey, that guy's got a mustache. <laughs> it's very disappointing because um, isn't uh, Giancarlo Stanton the main villain in that game? Hmm. This is oh. a reference I don't know. Oh, oh, he muted himself. Uh, yeah, you know who? Do you know who Giancarlo Stanton is, Kendall? Oh, the baseball player? No, um, Giancarlo no, Esposito, Gian- man. Esposito. Sorry, I don't know why I got Stanton stuck in my head. I was. Like, I was that's it. That was that was. <laughs> it's like, because uh, it's an actor, an actor and Massey hasn't seen any of the movies. <laughs> Can you imagine fucking Gene Carlos Santos, the main bad guy in the AAA Ubisoft game? <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. And, and the only like there's like a very like lightly like veiled reference to like him like being in baseball. Like that's very funny. So uh, what were you saying, Mass? Sorry. I was going to say, isn't Far Cry 6 the one with Giancarlo Esposito in it? Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito is the, the main man antagonist, yep. I mean, the character, character is just him. Right, it's just Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. 6 is six is sweet, too, because in 6, you're just like, it's the same kind of thing. Like, it's, it's meant to be a, I forget what the name of the island is, but it's basically just, it's meant to be fucking Fidel Castro in Cuba. That's really like what the whole thing is. Is like right. this guy, like you know, taking you know he 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 basically has everything corrupted, and this that and the other thing, and you know there there's people trying to rebel up, and whatnot, and you know the character you play as you know slowly is like doing favors to like not to help either side, but just to like progress himself and survival. And, yeah, just and then. Yeah, I liked I liked six though. But anyway, so it's funny, and now now you got me thinking. So I'd probably I'd probably Mortal Kombat is one. Mortal Kombat's one. I would probably put like the Mario franchise just as a whole at two. Because I'll try any Mario game. Some of them suck. Some of them are good. I you know. What? I recently have beaten uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And Super Mario Odyssey can suck a fat cock. I hated Odyssey for a little while. Replaying it, it has probably my favorite ending of any Mario game, excluding the Paper Mario series. Those are phenomenal. That's, that, 
you know what, Mass, that's fair, but I still just didn't care for the game. And that's fair. I respect that. Um, Loki, I tried Galaxy. I could not get into it. See, on the opposite, I loved Galaxy. Galaxy 2 was too much, but Super Mario Galaxy, I loved Super Mario Galaxy. But I, I think it's hard because I tried playing it on the uh, the All-Stars collection, not on a Wii. Oh, see, see, it was designed for the Wii. Right, so I think that that's taking something out of it. Yeah, because, like, um, you, the whole thing was, like, like, you wanted to, like, you know, like, get up into the, the, the you know, the slingshot stars and, like, shake the remote and stuff. Right. It was more designed for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like trying to play. Um, it's like like I don't under like people who try to play Super Mario sixty four on the computer. It's like it's designed for the joystick. Super Mario sixty four is it's meant to be played with a joystick. Yeah, you need a controller to be able to play the game. Kendall's like, like I you don't, you're so a fucking lost right now. Well, he's taking a piss, so he's fine. Kendall's um, like, are you guys talking about Tetris? <laughs> I, um, love it. I love when you get the long one. Man, I don't even know where I would begin with my my series because. Oh yeah, see, it's much more tough for you because you're 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 much you're much more in depth with the, the video game world than I am. Um. But like, yeah, I mean, so it, I'd have to I'd have to think of the order because like the thing too with like the Mario franchise is like I I think I'd have to say Mario, like the like linear story Mario's. Type of thing. Have like, you I can't... ever played any of the Paper Mario games? Yeah, Paper Mario is sick. Fucking love Paper Mario. Except for uh, Sticker Star and Colors Wash. Fuck those games. Yeah, Super Mario Sunshine. Banger. Super you know Mar- that's actually viewed as like one of the worst Mario games? So people are stupid. Yeah, I agree. But like, like, I feel like I can't just say the Mario franchise because like, like, it's just like an unfair comparison just because of like the volume size. Like, fucking Mario... Uh, Baseball, sick. Mario Party, sick. Mario Super uh, Super Mario Kart, sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not a fair comparison. Right. But Uncharted, Horizon, and Far Cry would also be in there. I, I, I love all those franchises. I like... And, I, and like, I think the thing I love most about Far Cry is, the th- is, like, in complete contradictory to the thing that I love most about Uncharted. I love that Uncharted is basically just a giant story. Yes. And I love and I love that Far Cry doesn't do that. Because I think Far Cry would be stupid if Far Cry 3, 4, 5, and 6 were just the same character. Right. Like, like it's just like, okay, at some point this guy's just gonna get assassinated. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I just wish Uncharted the movie was better. I mean it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. It wasn't terrible. It, the, the problem was, this is the problem, and I stand by this. The Uncharted movie should have never been made because really, and honestly, the cast for the Uncharted movie should have just been the cast from Burn Notice. <laughs> Who would you have had play Nate, though? The character from, the guy from Burn Notice. The guy who played Michael Weston? Yeah. So funny. I missed the beginning of that, but just Burn Notice, so funny. Burn Notice is a good show. I'll stand by that. From a looks standpoint and a personality standpoint, they're not spot on this. That's not what I'm saying. But the dynamic between the main character of Burn Notice and the older guy is the... 
Yeah, I mean, I fucking love, um, fuck it, what's his name? Don't say it, don't say it, Bruce Campbell. I love like, the dynamic. The dynamic between the two of them and Nate and Sully is yeah. spot fucking on. It is. And then they have, there's a Chloe in there. Like, they, literally the same fucking dynamic of characters. Yeah, I mean, yes. There's, um, I just remember the first, like, I, I watched an episode of Burn Notice with Kyle, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this, this is Uncharted. That's what I was like. Is this an Uncharted ripoff? What is this? No, this came before Uncharted. I know. So I Uncharted is a Burn Notice ripoff. My big, uh, my big video game revelation, though, of all time. That doesn't happen very often. But when you when you get a chance to give Massey an aha moment in video games, <laughs> I did it. I mean, yeah. Well, because. Correct me if I'm if I'm remembering this incorrectly. I will stand by it because. Uh, but this is how I remember it. Mass, freshman year, Massey and I are hanging out. It's a weekend where everybody went home. It was just me and Massey, and Massey goes because I, I had the Xbox 360, and I was saying to Massey, I think I want to switch to the PS3 because at the time, I didn't really have like I didn't care about exclusives for video games. All you I were really just trying wanted, to play Mortal Kombat. I just wanted Mortal Kombat and NHL. That's all I wanted to play. Yep. So the reason I wanted to make the switch because when the for, was because when the Xbox 360 and the PS3 were out, you needed to have the Xbox Live Pass in order to watch Netflix. So you had to pay. You yep. had to get the three month you know card every three months to you had to pay however much money it was to be able to watch Netflix that you were paying for. Whereas right. on PS3, you just could download the app and watch Netflix. So Massey said, "Before you make the switch, why don't you try?" this game for the PlayStation. If you love it, then you get the PlayStation and you can play it. I'm like, okay. So we go to Master's room and he boots up Uncharted 2. He goes, this is widely regarded as like the best video game of all time. One up. One up. One up. One up. One up. Okay, no problem. Play it fucking swamp hooked immediately. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So then, but then I remember when I got the PS3, I bought Uncharted 1 and played it and I was like, dude, I was like, Uncharted 1 is just as fucking sick. And you had never played Uncharted 1. I still haven't. So, but like, but like, I, I kind of explained to you, like, some of the plot points. And you're like, oh, that makes sense with this and that. Yeah. And I gave you an aha moment of like, oh, shit. I should not play that. Yeah. Yeah. Uncharted 4, though. Uncharted 2 is the best game in terms of of the series, in terms of gameplay and whatnot. Uncharted but, 2 is reign supreme above them all. I don't care what anybody says. Is what? Uncharted 2 is the Supreme King. I don't care what anybody says. No, no, no. That's totally fine. I just love the dynamic of the story of Uncharted. Like, the storytelling of, like, pirates that I find extremely fascinating. Yes. But nobody does it better than Two just hits all the right notes at all the right time. And I tell you oh, what, I never asked for that game. I got the PlayStation 3 as a surprise Christmas gift for my mom. And I didn't think I was ever going to get it. And I was like, oh, all right, let's go get some games for this. And she's like, hold on, you got a game for it already. I was like, all right. And it was Uncharted 2. I had no idea what it was. Never heard of it. Never played. And I was like, hey, mom got it for me. I'll try it. Like Paul said, immediately fucking hooked. And I would have played it at some point, but to think that if my mom didn't just go and be like, what should I get for him? So and good. the random employee said Uncharted 2. 
man. And that random employee was me. (laughs) Full circle. I tell you what, Paul, I would have loved to have seen Nolan North as Nathan Drake. Just like actually in live action. Still good. Hey, I think he could do it. I got a question for you, Mass. Okay. If we sat Kendall down, we, we, you know, let's let's say his basement. We'll get a, you know, or your your basement when it's finished again. <laughs> Just because, like, you have a good setup because you got like the couch and everything. Yep. We put three TVs up, and you and I can just play video games the whole time. Yep. So, but Kendall has to sit down on the Super Nintendo and play Super Mario World until he beats it. How long do you think it takes? Ooh. And I would like to go on record as saying that I don't care what anybody says. The way that Massey feels about Uncharted 2 is how I feel about Super Mario World. It's the king of Mario games. (laughs) It's the king. To beat Super Super Mario World? Super Mario World and Super Mario 64 is its queen. Super Mario Sunshine is the prince. Paper Mario is the prince. Super Mario Sunshine is the second in com- second in line, and everybody else is just they're part of the family. Man, not ha- not and and let me let me reiterate. He just has to get through the final world. He does not have to collect all 120 stars. I think it takes him eight or nine hours. Man, I was not in the same camp. Do you think I, it takes more or less. I was in the camp of we need the weekend. Yeah. All right. I mean, so here's the thing. I don't think. I, Kendall, thi- I, I don't personally think. think I, I, I just don't think. I don't think he like. I don't. I don't think he like does a thing and goes, "Oh, okay, that makes this way easier if I know how to do that." I think he immediately forgets how to do that thing and then keeps dying. Mm, this is a good consideration. Like, so let me here's you, the thing. Do you remember? I the think world? I can get through that game in four hours. I've done it in five. I mean, All right, so, that, so so ballpark right around there. Nine or ten yeah. hours is double that. Yeah, so I'm thinking fifteen to twenty. <laughs> I mean, I think that's totally fair. I mean, especially because like I have such little you know, frame of reference to just like like it's like eventually it's like throwing me to the wolves. Like I, I would basically be like learning from scratch. Mess, do you remember the world where right where you start, right when you start, there's an abandoned red shell, and then there's yes. a, an up crop with like nine. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. There is no way Kendall, within 12 tries, figures out how to get the extra life. No, absolutely no not. There's no shot. But I would really like to do this, Kendall. I'd like to watch you really. Uh, listen, I think that. Here's a th- Super Mario World, it's just a straightforward arcade game. It's a, you just keep moving in one direction and try not to die. I mean, there's probably endless hours of amusement by watching me try to you know, complete that game. For for as easy and regular, perhaps it may be, you're looking at a true novice. I mean, oh, you, know, you know what we got to do with... Master, you play GTA at all? Yeah, I mean, the fifth one? Yeah. I haven't played in a while, but yes. We should get together with Matthew one night and relive the uh, GTA mission days. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, (laughs) just in general, endless hours of fun 
that was the that was the best like like group video game thing that we ever did. I loved simulating the 2K careers, but the GTA thing was so much fun. I don't know what this is. So me, Jeff, and Kendall. Kyle would do it sometimes, but Kyle was like not a fan of it because Kyle was not a big GTA fan. Yeah. But like, so we would do it with Pat also from time to time. But it would usually be me, Jeff, and Kendall. We would sit down on the couch in his room, and when it was your turn, you would get the controller, and you would. So like, let's say it's your turn. You have the controller. Okay. I give you a mission, and Kendall gives you a mission. You have to complete both missions. You have to complete the missions before you die in the game. Okay. So, if you complete mine, but you don't complete Kendall's, that means you owe a shot for not doing Kendall's, and I owe you a shot for finishing mine. And we would do all night long. And, like, the missions would be something as simple as get a car into the, the hopper of, of the train. Okay. One of them would be kill three people with one bullet from a sniper. Okay. And you're playing on the same console or a different console? Same no, no, console. We're, we're all in one room. One person has the controller and the other two are just sh- shooting the shit and talking while, while the other one's doing it. It's like, it's like perhaps one of the, the, the best video game drinking games we ever created just because right, it's, so, it's endless and some of options. Them, let me tell you, some of them were so anticlimactic and boring, but we just did it to, to, to make the other person miserable. I remember one time Kendall gave Jeff one. He had to get from the most northern point on the, on the, the map <laughs> to the most southern point on the map in one car with taking without taking any damage to the vehicle. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you have any idea how long we sat there and watched Jeff go five miles an hour across this fucking map? <laughs> Following all That's the traffic funny. directions, oh. stopping at red lights. <laughs> That's oh. very funny because that takes a good 10 minutes to drive at full speed. And we would, and, and, and like, we would make like, there'd be like, like bonus ones to it where like, you know, we, we would like do like include a beer into it. It'll be like, okay, like the, the whole mission as a whole is worth a shot, but like you can do these other things and like there's sips of beer. So like, let's say it's a five part thing. If you do the full thing, I got to do the shot and drink the beer. But let's say you only get three of them done. Then it's like, you know, I still drank the beer, but you have to do the shot kind of thing. Yeah. So like we would do like these ones where it's like, okay, you need to get the car from here to here and under this amount of time with a hooker in the car (laughs) without any damage, but you have to have three stars for more than half the time. That's something I would really like to do again. I haven't, I haven't played that in a really long time and it's endless hours of fun. What was the most, what was the one that Jeff would always want us to give him? Uh, well, besides five stars, steal a steal a jet plane, yeah. <laughs> steal, steal a Boeing through seven thirty seven. You know, I tell you what, one of the most fun I've had in that game is playing fucking Frogger. <laughs> oh yeah, see, I've never, I've always, I've always been interested in trying to play the computer mods, but no, 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 it's it's Highway Frogger. You stand on oh, the highway, oh, oh. and if you don't look either way, cars will just randomly spawn, and you just have to take off. That's funny. And you may or may not get hit by a car. Oh, that's very, that, that is funny. It's quite amusing. <laughs> but yeah, we should we should make this happen at some point. I would very much like to do so. 
it was it's just so ridiculous some of the things like what was it what was it what did we do it was one i gave to jeff one time they had a really hard time with and I, oh um i gave him the one one time i told him i was like i don't care how long it takes you have until you die i was like or whatever but i was like i made it worth five shots oh no i, I put a timer on it i was like you have because jeff and i did it by ourselves i was like you have 30 minutes and he goes, what's the mission? I was like, if you don't do it, you owe me three shots. If, if you do it, I owe you three. He goes, okay. I was, like, I was like, the mission is you have to, in this vehicle, I don't care if you get it banged up, but if you total it, the mission's over. I was like, you have to get, he was playing as Michael. I was like, you have to find Franklin and Trevor and then get them in a jet and get it in the air. Oh, no. It's so funny just watching him be like, oh, no. Where the fuck is this asshole? <laughs> That's very funny. And in typical us fashion, we follow the rules for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like you tend to start just kind of drinking to drink yep. on top of the other part of it. Like you call oh, yeah. <laughs> carried away. Yep. Yeah. By the the second hour of the game, you, you've pretty much you know anything's on the table. Man, Paul, you want to know how we could turn in or how we could get alcohol poisoning real quick? Uh, always. I mean, do that uh, Super Mario thing with Kendall. Shot every time he dies. Yeah. Um, hospital. Let's do that in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Better get you guys hooked up to an IV. To save us. I don't know if you can. Like, just have a stomach pump hooked up for no reason, but I'm going to need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Oh, my God. We would be having a rough time. I tell you, we can make it more interesting. We could we could take it out of Super Mario World and do Super Mario 3 and watch him try to use the fucking suit. <laughs> What's it called? I always forget what it's the called. The Tanuki suit. Tanuki suit, yeah. Tanuki is raccoon in Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Can you imagine him trying to figure out how to use it for the first time? Or oh, or even better. How about this, Mass? We take it we take a shot every time he fucks it up. We give him a printout of instructions on a piece of paper. He can't ask us for any help. He has to follow the instructions that are just written on, like from like one of those like video game, like, you know, hack site type things. Yeah. Like super cheats or something like that. Exactly. And we, we watch Kendall try to do this secret path to unlock Mew and Pokemon red. <laughs> and every time, he, every time he messes up, we have to drink. <laughs> oh no. Remember that stomach pump you were mentioning? No. Listen, oh, that's what, so whatever funny. scenario, does, does he start out with everything he needs for it? Or does he have to get there first? No, it, it, like his, he's set up and ready to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Listen, no, because I, that then we'll just like then we're just fucked. Well, I'm telling you, yeah. whatever scenario you guys paint, you guys are getting pretty drunk, like hopelessly. Oh, what do you think would take longer? How many? Now, what do you think would take longer? Um, Kendall getting through Mortal Kombat one. Like the new one or the original one? The original. Like getting through the tower, just like beating the game. 
Well, I mean, the game's like doesn't the, the the first one doesn't have it really have a story. So yeah, I guess through the tower. Okay, what difficulty? I don't even remember what difficulty settings there were. Just like Do the middle one. Hard? Yeah, yeah, we'll just go with that. So okay, we'll so the, the, the difficulty. One. Okay. Or, or do you think it how or do you think it would take them longer to get through Modern Warfare 2? The story mode? Yeah. Oh Mortal Kombat. On veteran. Now if this means anything, Mass, I actually did play that game. Modern Warfare Two. Did you ever play modern, or did you ever play it in veteran mode? I never did, but I I did I did play the game. Um, you know, whatever it was, it was what the levels was recruit. Um, I, mean, I guess it would have to be Modern Warfare only because like eventually he would just accidentally mash the right button order, <laughs> like like ma- like mathematically, like he's just yeah. gonna eventually. You know, it might take, you know, and again, this might be like one takes him four days and the other one takes him five. You know what I mean? Like, it could still take a long time either way. But I just, I mean, like, he's just going to get obliterated in veteran. Yeah, it's veteran is fucking. I don't even think I can finish it on veteran. Um, At least now I finished it in veteran when I was younger, but I'm too old now. I, I I tell people now I can't do like first person shooters anymore because my brain can't keep up with what's necessary for it. Like I can't play Warzone because I my senses just aren't fast enough anymore. I can just get rinsed. Oh uh, yeah, I mean my, my senses were never even a part of anything. I've always, any like trash Paul could attest to that. You know what my favorite first person shooter game of all time was? Goldeneye. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Gold, Goldeneye is probably still too, just because like Goldeneye was like, like because like you needed people to play with. Yes, but like like from like the story, the like, campaign standpoint, I was such a huge fan of Medal of Honor: Rising Sun. Medal of Honor was good for a while, and then it fell. Off. I loved Rising Sun. Rising Sun was like the American troops on the beach on, on in Japan. Yep, that was a good game. I liked that yeah, a lot. It was. Let me tell you, when when another video game classic would be uh, of the Jeff Kendall Paul trio would be playing Black Ops Three. I think so. Was I think it was Black Ops Three. So we would always play, and like we always had like different maps. We had different like strategies because we would always play like the three of us versus like whatever the max amount of bots was, and we would yeah. put the, we we would do the thing where like the bots were on different levels of difficulty. And so, like, there's this one map. I forget what the names of the maps are, but there's this one map in Black Ops 3 where you start and you go forward and then you immediately go right and you're on, like, the roof overlooking, like, the the water. And then, like, you can either go straight all the way along the roof and get to the other side of the map or, like, in the middle of it, there's this little, like, windows, these windows you can climb into and be inside the building that gets you into the middle of the map where you would plant the bomb. That was either map and or combine, and I can't remember which. I combine was... sounds right. But but either way, so this this would be this would be how we would do this. We'd go into the room. Or we, Might we have would, been Exodus. No, because Anyways, continue. Sorry. We we would go on the roof, right? 
Jeff would watch our back. Kendall would just be in the middle. And then I would run ahead. And I would go onto the side of the building and look down the, the, the roofway and make sure that nobody was coming on the other side of the roof before we went into the room to set up shop. Yep. Kendall would watch the room itself to see if anybody was coming through to get me, and Jeff would watch our back. We'd clear out if we needed to, and then we'd go in the room. And then it was always the same thing. I would be I would be sitting in the window looking down that roof with the fucking gun. I would always have the mustache as my uh, sight. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be down there. Jeff would be looking out the other window and, like, running around the roof, like, taking out people coming from the top and whatever. And Kendall would just lay in the prone position looking straight down the barrel of the hallway. And uh, I would die a lot from Kendall not being able to, uh, you know, move fast enough. That's very funny. Yeah, it was a bummer when um, I was the it, guy to screw things up. Nothing made me laugh more than watching the replays of Kendall just being in the prone position, trying to shoot someone but not being able to aim high enough because they got too close, and then watching them run over him and stab him and then keep going. <laughs> There's, and you just watch Kendall's character just die there. <laughs> there are countless scenarios that are so funny where especially like I was the last guy alive and like screwing it up at the end. But then there's watching the Kendall, watching Kendall defuse a bomb after Jeff and I had died was one of the funniest things I think I've ever watched. And every once in a great while I was able to actually pull it off. And the the celebration that occurs afterwards is just something that is unmatched. It's like winning <laughs> It's like winning the Super Bowl. I want the Powerball. That's what's very the, funny. What's the map? I don't know if it's Black Ops 3 or not. What's the map where it's like wicked tiny and it's just filled with shipping containers? Shipment. Shipment? Oh. When I, so whenever I used to have, and, and this is the, uh, this is the, uh, the uh, you know, uh, video games don't cause violence argument takes a quick dump in the toilet. Um <laughs> Whenever I'd have a really bad day at work, I would come home and I would play me versus like 70 bots, all the bots on easy. And I would just keep running around the map with infinite ammo on a fucking 12 gauge pump shotgun and just keep lighting fuckers up. I tell you what, just turn the corner, just turn the corner, throw a grenade in the thing, keep going. Just, and I would just sit there. I would just, I would just kill like hundreds and hundreds of bots on auto spawn. I tell you what. There was a weekend during Modern Warfare 2 where it's rumored that an Activision employee had quit uh. and had messed with the code as they left and had instituted an infinite ammo glitch across the entire multiplayer sector of the game. And for 48 hours, and it happened on a weekend, there was infinite ammo through the entire game. And that meant that you could fire off noob tubes without reloading at all. Um, and it was just going chunk, 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 chunk. Uh, AC-130s didn't have any ammo. Tactical nukes were going off every single game. It was just pandemonium, and it was such a fun weekend. Talk about your kill-death ratio just being totally obliterated. Oh, absolutely. But if you were decent enough at it, you could actually get your KD pretty high. I set off a few tactical nukes during. But, man, that was that was a weekend to remember. 
What was always funny was Jeff was always like the Jeff's always been the Call of Duty diehard in the group. And so whenever we would play, if if for some you know, it was very rare that it would happen. Usually either I or Kendall would die and then Jeff would be left to kind of lead the charge with the other yeah. one. And we would just always kind of follow Jeff's lead because, like, you know, he knew the maps, whatever. And then it would always be funny whenever we'd be playing, like, a different, like, version. Like, instead of doing Bomb, the... the, the uh, Search and Destroy. The bomb, yeah, Search and Destroy. Or, like, doing one of the fucking ones where, like, you can respawn type of thing. Like, yeah. like, it'd be, like I forget what the different modes are, but when... There'd be, like, a random one. I don't remember what this map was, but, like, like Jeff would die. Kendall, you might remember this. Jeff would die, and Kendall and I would just be like, all right, fuck. What are we doing? <laughs> we, would, we would always end up, there's, whenever we were on this map, in, like, the back right corner, there was, like, you know that, like, concrete, like, underground tubing that you see, like, on trucks and stuff? Yep. There was, like, some of those, and we would just go in in, like, the prone position and just lay feet to feet with our guns <laughs> pointing out the tube. <laughs> yes. Like, we're just going to wait this out. <laughs> That's very funny. Just like, Kendall, you're with me. So basically anything that moves is not friendly. Right. Kill it. Stream <laughs> prejudice, shoot to kill. Oh, man. Uh, That's another thing. We'd have a good time. You know, doing GTA would be fun, but doing it like a Call of Duty night, kind of like what we're talking about, would also be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, see, it was funny, though, because like GTA night would always, GTA night would always be a fucking bottle of a, uh, uh, Red Stag Black Cherry and oh, like yeah. a f- uh, Call of Duty Night would always be like three full tins of dip and like six monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We would always like, it, it was always funny too because like Jeff would get like, Jeff would get like a green monster and like one of those like mocha ones. Kendall would get a green monster. I would get two monster assaults and then Jeff and I would just chain dip long cut. Jesus. Yeah. So funny. Those were the days. So stupid. It was just, it was just, it was nice when, like, you know, you really had no responsibilities in life. Yeah. <laughs> when the only, when, when your only responsibility was making sure you were still alive. Right. <laughs> Go to work, come home. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, no kidding. Meanwhile, my go to work and come home is five minutes before we went on the show tonight. <laughs> Same. Yep. I was telling a, telling a coworker of mine tonight, uh, he dropped his youngest off at uh, college this past weekend. Um, and they were talking about, oh, you know, it's the youngest, the baby's going to college, blah, blah. And I was like, well, at least you get him over the summer. And he's like, well, we said that about my daughter, too, but she hasn't been home in three summers because she's been working every summer. It's like, well, I guess that's a fair point. Cousin of mine told me the other day, once you're like 24, you go till about you're 35 of having just the ability to do no social life or anything like that. And you get it back again around 35. And it's like five years left until we're somewhat back to normal. Well, that depends. Yes, it does. This is the thing. So think of it this way. Like, you know, let, let, let's just say, like, like I, I was talking to, who was I talking to about it? I was, talking to, I was talking to Kyle about it. And I was like, 
I was like, do you know that like five years? Like, because we were talking about like, where do you think we'll be when we're forty? And I was like, I was like, do you realize that like when like we're like approaching forty, I might be so alone? He goes, what do you mean? I was like, well, think about it. I'm like, Mock and Marissa's kid will be like seven. Yeah, Charlotte will be eight. I have yeah. a, I have a seven year old going on eight right now, and I I know how much time that consumes. You know, like if Massey and Ashley have one, that'll you know that baby will be between probably five and seven at that point. If you and Bianca, I was like, mine will be like, I'll, I'll be begging mine to spend time with me and <laughs> be driving around me like, yeah, I can't, I got to go to Duncan, and and like I'm gonna be sitting here, man, like, anybody want to hang out? <laughs> What's that? I mean, about? I'll want to at that point because I'm gonna need a break. So Anthony and I will be like, all of you can drop your kids off here. We miss it. <laughs> yeah, you'll say that for a week, and then you'll be like, mm, "Don't miss it anymore." Uh, no, because when it's not your kid, the uh, the certain there's a certain level of like stress that goes right out the window. I feel like that would give me more stress because you got to remember, you drop your kid off, I watch your kid. I don't give a fuck what that kid does after you take it back. <laughs> So that kid can do fucking cocaine off of the dog's ass for all uh, I can. Let's get this kid zooted. Yeah. Get this kid zooted. <laughs> you get fucking Mox going to drop his eight-year-old son off, and I'm going to return and be like, yeah, we played Call of Duty Black Ops 3, uh, so he's got three monsters in his system, and I taught him how to pack a tent. <laughs> <laughs> the way you should have. Kendall's going to drop off his daughter and she'll be like, yeah, I showed her who Alexa Bliss is and she said, you're gross. <laughs> and then she signed up for Instagram and immediately favored her at all the fan accounts. <laughs> Could you imagine like, when that's like Kendall drops Charlotte off for like, when she's like 11, like I watch her for like a day, he like returns back, like, what'd you do with Uncle Paul? I'd be like, he taught me how to make an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I was Terrible. like, what are you doing? Like, she said she wanted to make money cooking. I figured it was the right start. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, so funny. All right. I think Kendall. it's time to wrap it up. No, no, no. Hold on. I want to make Kendall upset real quick. Oh, my. Kendall. Yes. Charlotte's gay, but only for Alexa Bliss. Well, we got something to bond over. <laughs> I tell you what. That sounds terrible, but at the same time, there's definitely a porno about that. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, now it's time. Dad and daughter share girlfriend of a lifetime. Nope, gonna go ahead and not. Search that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gonna save that search. All right, hold on. What was it, Paul? <laughs> no, I'm not saying it again. I don't want to. Oh, it's funny. Share what again? Just I need that part. Dream girl of a lifetime. What do you got for me, Google? <laughs> oh, porn for real. Uh, all right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No porn on the entire first page. Wow. Rule thirty-four, though, it's out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I tell you, look, let's be realistic. The only thing I'm really excited for is for fucking Mock and Kendall's kids to date. <laughs> that is going to be so funny. 
I mean, Mock especially, though. So funny. He's going to be so mad. He's oh. going to come off. He's going to try and come off as so intimidating. And we're all just going to laugh. But he'll have a great mustache by then. Oh, my God. Who your daughter? Oh. <laughs> he said, oh. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for your daughter. She's gonna have some serious neck hair. <laughs> I just actually shaved it today. That's so funny. Girl's gonna have some serious neck hair. That's very funny. Does Sharon have neck hair? Uh probably. I haven't really done any uh research to back that, <laughs> but uh I don't like the way you said research there, buddy. Well, you know, anything I said was gonna come off strange, so I just try to keep it scientific. I mean, research is a very common euphemism for searching porn. I think I think what's most important, though, is that Kendall is doing the right thing. He started as a young lad being super interested in trains, and he's going to make sure that his daughter is really interested in trains, which is really going to prolong. I tell you what, if she likes trains, I can't wait to fucking bully her, too. And yes, I said it that way just for Kendall. Listen, we have to see what happens. I think children, a lot of times, they uh, <laughs> don't like what their parents like. I would be a v- I'd be very surprised if she were a-, a rail fan. Oh, nice. So basically, Charlotte's going to be really into AEW and fucking boats. <laughs> uh, she's going to marry a Curry. Oh, no, she's, no, she's, you know, she's going to be Andy Samberg, boats and hoes. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, that would be so funny. She comes home with a boyfriend, like, yeah, this is my boyfriend. His name is Mahat Singh. Kendall, I don't know what he would do. I really don't know what he would do. Well, it's time to wrap up the show. So. <laughs> so. Kendall, well, how would your beer? You know what the thing is, though? It really it would be okay, because he would be like, oh, thank you for having me in your home. I brought you some of my family's Indian scotch. You'd be like, this kid's all right. That's That's pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's very funny. Uh, Kendall, how was your beer? Uh, so I had the uh, Voodoo Vice IPA from the uh, New Belgium uh, Voodoo IPA pack at seven point one percent. It is it is slightly boozy. However, I've kind of been disappointed so far that the two beers I've had have not really. I don't know. T- to me, this has kind of been something I kind of predicted already. It's too much of the same thing. I, I really haven't noticed any like thing that's that distinctively different uh, from each IPA. It's almost like they they went to the well far too many times. Um, this, I guess, has a slight, you know, uh, perhaps fruity finish. Maybe maybe like we'll call it guava to, to, you know, perhaps be interesting, but I don't know the, the, the can art is cooler than the beer is. Uh, we'll call it 3.7 would perhaps get again. Remember the time you mixed mustard with that long trail beer? That was pretty good. I'm sorry. What? There was one time our senior year of college that I dared Kendall to put like, a three-second squirt of yellow mustard in his beer, and he liked it. Ugh. Love mustard. Ugh. Massey, how was your Casamigos? Fantastic. I can't wait for the next thing from the Riddler collection. 
great. I burst another Kindle. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hey, not, I'm not at least I'm not as constant. But, but your mask is like, I can't wait for you to just give me more booze. Well, so it's funny though, mask. Like you're not as constant, but you're you're more demanding because it's a specific thing that you want. In fairness, is it Kendall fair. Scotch and whiskey? Uh, Kendall will take anything I give him. That's right, Aaron. I love it all. I mean, so will I, but I prefer tequila. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see oh, what did you drink? Uh, I had a Pepsi. How about your Pepsi? Slightly sweet. Carbonated. Out of? Uh, New York somewhere. Somewhere in New York. Um, right outside uh, of Hartford? Pepsi, <laughs> Pepsi Cola, and the Pepsi Globe are registered trademarks of PepsiCo, Inc. Bottled under the authority of PepsiCo, Inc. in Purchase, New York. Here, here. Purchase, huh? And it uh, contains carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, Caramel color, sugar, phosphoric acid, caffeine, citric acid, and natural flavor. None of those things are good for you. <laughs> it's crazy though, because this is how they get you. It's like, oh hey, like this has this thing has like you know twenty five percent has like over a hundred percent of what you need for added sugar in a day. But it's like, but hey, it also is only an eighth of your total caloric value. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how a 20-ounce Pepsi is like... Like, I know that calories are not, like, like all... They're not all created equal. Like, I totally get that. But, like, isn't it, like, kind of, like, bonkers that, like, a 20-ounce Coke has less calories than, like, a fucking, like, deli, like, uh, side chip bag of fun chips? Or fun chips? Isn't that like bananas? Yeah. But you got to look at the percentages in there, too. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's not all created equal, but it's just like, fuck. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, still watching the game? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Why? I'll give it to Kendall. I'll never give you a trivia question. I was just about to say, I got a trivia question because we never did that. Kendall, I have a trivia question. Can you name the last team to beat the Baltimore Ravens in preseason? Ooh, 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 I can. Yeah, I know you can. Okay. Um, uh, I'll, gonna... give, I'll give you a hint to because basically you have thirty-one options and that's not fair. So I'll give you a hint. This team lost a Super Bowl in the last fifteen years. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say. Dun 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 souls. Um, tell you what, I laugh every single time. Hmm? Right outside of Hartford, bit. Oh, it's just so funny. Always just so funny. I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia Eagles. We were so close. What we were actually looking for was the Baltimore Ravens because most critics said they beat themselves that day. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the correct answer, Massey. The correct answer was. The Atlanta Falcons. Oh. The Atlanta Falcons. The what? I mean, I was making the joke. I was like, that was within the last 15 years, right? Yeah, yeah somewhere around there. Actually, um, in 2015, I think. I have a quick one more question before we sign off, before, they, before you tell us where they find us. I know, Kendall, you got to go, but 
Uh, just real quick, where do you think Jonathan Taylor gets traded? Because he's been given permission to seek a trade. I don't think if, he gets traded. If he gets traded, where do you think he goes? Um, I saw a thing for Buffalo, and that's who I'm going to go with. All right. Mass? I don't think he gets traded. I no, think no, no, I'm he saying, realizes... Like, but I'm saying, like, if he gets traded, where do you think he goes? Like, just mm. So you have to pick somebody. If he gets traded, um, man, he would have to be a team that's trying to push themselves over the top. Um, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I could see the Rams being stupid. Um, I don't know. That's hard. Uh, but, uh, uh, Miami Dolphins know that's stupid. Chicago Bears know that's stupid. Washington Commanders, eh, maybe. Um, I have. An I don't know. I. You have an answer? Who do you think? I do. Dallas would be very funny. I think I think it's Dallas. They do the one-two punch thing and then let Pollard go. I don't think that they can afford Jonathan Taylor, though. It's the NFL. Nobody has more money than Dallas. Break out the printers. Jerry Jones will just give everybody strippers. <laughs> and they'll all be like, yeah, let's bump that salary cap up. I mean, they could. Uh, next year, though, they have less than a million dollars in cap space currently. The NFL, man. I know, but that's that's a lot to overcome. The NFL, man. I tell you what, one of my... Uh, I don't really want to say this because I'm afraid somebody else will take that, especially now that I'm saying that. Um, I'm very excited for uh, Deuce Vaughn. On the Cowboys. I think he's going to be like the next Sproles. He looks just so electric and he's a lot of fun to watch. He's also one of the like. He has produced. My. Kyler Murray's not really hurt. He's just playing running back for the for the Cowboys. <laughs> That's so very funny. So funny. I saw that and I was like, that is the funniest fucking thing I have seen in some time regarding football. That is very, very funny. Because the other thing, too, wasn't Kyler, was Kyler Murray the one that was going to play for the Rangers? Yes. Or was that, no, no, was it? Or was he was that... No, he was drafted by the A's. Russell yeah. Wilson, was Russell Wilson yeah. Rangers. The Rangers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy's going to do anything he can to play for the Rangers in October. <laughs> very funny. It starts by playing running back for the Cowboys. <laughs> Oh no, uh, my Achilles! Ow, or whatever he tore. Kendall, where can they find us? Well, Matthew, you didn't pick a team yet. What? Pick a team. Oh, I said that uh, there were a couple of potentials. The Rams would be stupid enough to do it. Um, I could see the Ravens making a reach for it. The the Bills, I guess, could consider it. Um, I would be surprised if the Dolphins made that attempt. Um, I don't think that there's any other teams that are like near the top that need a running back right now, though. 
like let me tell you something they don't need it but philadelphia will gladly take it <laughs> i don't know that they will though because oh i'm just making the joke oh yeah i know they'll take it if it's handed out i don't know that they trade a first for it but um i mean if denver had the picks i think that they'd trade for it uh who knows maybe houston trades for it maybe but I don't know. Now, you can tell now tell them where they can find us. Well, they can find us at uh, Facebook, Getting Sports with the Drunk, Twitter and Instagram, GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it is forgetting how to properly prone and call of duty or making your way just outside of Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, follow whatever whatever do it do it already damn it we're here and make sure to subscribe for free for the entire month of august to onlyfans.com backslash getting sports with drunk (laughs) i put up some topless pics on there yes but yeah listen we are everywhere google play that's where kendall and mock are doing all their feet pics that's right if you're into you think they're on uh, wiki feet yet well i'm Certainly not, but he might be. <laughs> but wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Google Play, iHeart, blah, blah, blah. You've heard it all before. Listen, people listen to podcasts. Do the search. GSWD, Getting Sports with the Drunk. You will find us. We are yeah. there. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, it was a pleasure. I enjoyed our, our rambling as if we weren't even recording. I liked it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Had a good and time. We'll do, and we'll do more of it. But, uh... I think is next week. When is next week our, our pre football show, or is that the week after? It's the week after. So next this week, is our pre football show, isn't it? No, next week is the pre football show. No, the week after actually, because next week is the next. Doesn't week's the, last... the doesn't the league kick off September third? Seventh. It kicks off after the seventh. It's after Labor Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it is two weeks. Okay. Yeah, so on late when we record on Labor Day, whoever's available, we'll talk about what we what we're expecting from the season. Yeah, but next week, who knows? So until then, I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler. I'm the Mask Chris Massey, and the Red of a Red Baron. Yeah. Yeah.